Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Just Roll Sixes, the weekly AOS talk show. Um, although some people keep trying to refer to it as a podcast. Um, yeah, it goes out as a podcast, but for me, I think it's more of a talk show. Um, tonight, I'm joined by two lovely guests uh, who I will get to introduce themselves very shortly. Um I will apologise. Uh, there was no show last week. Uh, if you'd have seen the state of my face, you would have understood why. No, it wasn't because uh, Mark, uh, who's in the chat, gave me such a beating. Um, I managed to get a massive tooth infection, which uh, we'll sort of talk about how that affected uh, Quest of Champs and uh, so on and so forth. But for now, uh, let's get kick-started. So I've got Louis and Peter with me tonight, uh, two stand-up members of the AOS community. Uh, from two very well-known gaming clubs um, and uh, yeah so good evening to uh, everyone in the chat make sure you uh, get involved and throw your abuse at Louis uh, throughout the uh, show uh, but for now <laughs> I'm going to throw over to my first guest to introduce themselves and uh, this is the bit where I say what's your origin story so tell me how you got into the hobby so I'm going to throw it over to Peter first so yeah <clears throat> Peter tell us tell us a little bit about yourself who you are where you're from how you got in the hobby etc right yeah, I'm. I'm Peter. I'm, I'm. I've got the Fist of York shirt on. I'm from the Fist of York Club, co-founder. However, uh, as Mark recently pointed out, none of us are actually from York, but but we live in York, so it's all good. It we'll wear the rose nonetheless. Uh, the origin story of me with, with AOS, uh, you have heard before, so we can skip through it. It's I used to play 40k, Ugh. and then 40k died very quickly when we got to eighth and ninth, and everyone lost interest. And then the AOS competitive scene was better. Go to a tournament love AOS, and sort of never looked back since. And I almost, in a way, owe my uh, beginnings of competitive Age of Sigmar uh, to Louis. My first competitive tournament was the Gaff Jamboree last year. And I just rocked up, and I was like, oh, I've got this, uh, got this ticket to an event. I want to try the event thing out. And Louis was like, oh, yeah, that's our event. And I, yeah, Gaff Jamboree, absolute laugh. Got in, never looked back, really. So, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the origin story. Okay, so interestingly, you came from 40k first over to AOS. Does that make you a complete gamey? I was about to swear, but it's still in the first three minutes. But does that make <laughs> you gamey and win at all costs then? Or did you bring over a nicer side? Absolutely not, because the sort of 40k I was playing was with like half painted world eaters on tables full of like washing up liquid bottles and, uh, and, and, and the likes. So no, our 40k was, was B tech at best. And then we came into AS and I had to learn how to play a proper game because once people, once you go to competitive events, you actually have to learn the rules. What? <laughs> so, Since when? Yeah, no, apparently, yeah, yeah. Although, not everyone does, but uh, people still brought Dreadsaurians. So I was surprised about that. So not everyone's bothering with the rules too much. But no, yeah, 40k was not at all making me one of these gaming players. I know you hear these stories about various players coming from a very competitive 40k background. They hit the edge. Rules, lawyery, further, but no, I, I love the silly rules in AOS. That's what brought me in. I think I think when I read the rules for Corgus Cull's axe, where it could auto slay any model in the game on a five up at the end of the combat phase, I was in. That was it. That was me. I was like, right, we've got silly rules. I'm down. Silly, silly rules, but um, and as someone who wasn't around for the first uh, edition of AOS, nowhere near as silly as the uh, the the rules out there. And if anyone's sort of watching, going, "What the hell are you on about, Pete?" Just sort of Google the initial Age of Sigmar rules uh, edition one. <laughs> there was like stupidity of like if you talk to your model 
and it spoke back to you, you'd get like pluses to hit and shit. And if you like, you know, made clopping sounds, it was like something out of Monty Python. I genuinely thought it was like just some sort of sketch. The, the beard and the hoodies, that was the classic one, right? Yeah, so absolutely ridiculous. So oh, brilliant. Well, thank you for uh, giving us a, a brief rundown. We'll, we'll delve into sort of army selection and so on and so forth and what you're playing now uh, shortly. But for now, let's throw over to the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he's not here. But Nick's uh, been replaced, uh, so <laughs> let's throw it over to Louis. Louis, tell us your origin story, you bastard. We're You're after three minutes. There a little bit, aren't you? Right. So um, it's probably going to be the same. I didn't do forty k, but I we were children that could never afford Warhammer. So for like 15, 16 years, I got a little bit of Warhammer. Didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Uh, painted it a little bit, and then went, "Oh, this is fun." And then when I got a job later on, it was like. It's all right, this. It's all right. Um, came in in the first edition of AOS with Toby. I don't know if you guys know, but teaming with Toby was a big deal once upon a time. Once but, upon a time, yeah, once upon a time. Yeah, we we kind of started... The, I'm very far now from where I was. When we first started, we were very, very, very competitive. Toby's not really changed, but I've kind of just gone, I just like drinking now. But when we first got into AOS properly, we both still lived at home and we played a lot, like a lot. Quite a similar situation to you, Pete, actually. Like, playing someone a lot makes you loads better at the game, far better than I am now. Um, and when we first started going to tournaments, we didn't really have a clue what we were doing or where we were going or anything about the scene. I just went in blind and dry um, and... You know, it was it was pretty good. We started off with these absolutely awful, like, pink T-shirts that were just, like, Fruit of the Loomed, awful pink, um, and started going to tournaments with just utter filth. Like, the, the first list I can remember fully paying up was this horrible, like, first edition Vanguard wing thing where you played 30 Liberators and they could teleport into the board on in combat and they had like a two up save, a one up save, and like it was awful. It was awful, but and they were paid awfully as well. <laughs> um, so we, we've had a ride from there. Obviously, there was a certain point where I, I think me and Toby were at the first uh, carnage over in um, uh, what was it, Steam Forge or whatever it is now. Yeah, Forge Gaming or something. Yeah. Um, early adopter. So we, we've been to a bunch of things. Um, and kind of uh, a bunch of people in the area kind of grew uh, gaff up from me and Toby, essentially, and a couple of our mates in the local area to this, you know, 10, 15 people. I don't actually know how many of the people we've got at the moment strong, but, you know, we're at most tournaments in the north now. Um, so... Yeah, and now I just go to drink and just try not to lose as many games as I win. And how's that working out for you? Uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> the last tournament, great, great. But um, the couple before that, not so much. I've, I've had peaks and troughs. I've played all the broken shit for years. I've played the... Uh, I've gone 0-5 at two events back-to-back -back with dumb shit. I've, I've been at the top, I've been at the bottom. The best part's the middle, where you just like, this could probably win. But I'll have the most fun and get drunk. So, 
yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think the, uh, the, the fat middle is, uh, is definitely a great place to be, um, where you can have a sort of a bit more fun and the pressure's maybe off a bit. And um, we've, we've had the pleasure of playing Louis, um, at team event. Uh, how, how did you do? Last year. Yeah. Uh, I, neither of you have beaten me here, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a, I've got a hundred percent win rate against both of you two. Hundred percent win rate. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you've got hundred percent against Fist of York at events, from what I've but, heard. No, why would I, mate? I, I'm not even the best Meadows, and you haven't beaten me. You two don't won't have a chance against Toby. I've I've played Toby actually. I, I played um I played Toby at Slaughter. Uh, yeah, Sheffield Slaughter, not this year, the year before, and um it was day two. Uh, I was playing Orcs against his uh, Varengard. Um, yeah, Vanguard list. And I threw him completely because he was just expecting me to buff the shit out of everything and just go straight into it. He was like, right, all out defense, all of this. And I was like, I'm just going to send a unit of hard boys over with Hunter Gork. And he's like, what? <laughs> he was like, I really thought you were going to go for it. And I was like, yeah, but there's no point, is it? He's just going to fucking slap me back and I die. So, uh, yeah, played, played far too thoughtful and not enough destruction And uh, it probably cost me the game, but... Um, our, our game at Teams was lovely, though. Um, although uh, I think um, if if it had been another battle plan other than that bloody quarters one, where you could just park your fucking dwarfs in the quarters away from me for four turns, five turns, might have been different. But I'm not bitter, and I, you know, it's washed over, and you know, it's it's not my fault. I'm such a skilled general that can take advantage of you know your downfalls, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you made you made good use of the double turn with your. Uh, Piling yeah, in Magma Droth. So, yeah, no, it was great. So, yeah, so, um, okay, brilliant. So, uh, everyone's giving shit and saying that basically there's loads of ad breaks every time you were talking, Louis. I'm guessing that's bullshit, but we'll we'll find out. Never mind. Um, I'm pretty certain that it stream resumes after the ad break. I don't know if it doesn't. I'll figure that out at some point. Um, so, recently, yeah, so not this weekend, the weekend before, um, all three of us were at Quest of Champs with uh, varying degrees of success. So, uh, as I said at the top of the show, um, we missed all of Louis. That, they must be winding you up. They must be winding you up. There's no way that that went on that long. Uh, of course, you can skip ads if you subscribe to the show. Uh, you can skip the ads and stuff, so feel free to subscribe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so going back to Quest of Champs, it had been hyped up all week. Uh, we were talking about doing a... Uh, uh, a war of the roses we we'd set up three games uh sort of lastminute.com uh peter and uh and um the other pete actually pete dixon as well tried to muscle in on the act and try to uh get get a bit of airtime because we weren't invited <laughs> yeah <laughs> tried to get a bit of airtime off us but um <laughs> we we sort of set up these three games um my and then prior to that i'd had root canal treatment in the week leading up to it had a bit of pain and stuff and um uh, yeah, loads of fun. So my my game one I'll, will be super quick, but basically played into Mark. Uh, I was off my nuts on uh, prescription medication. Wasn't really, you know, I'm not taking away from Mark's ability to move on to an objective and sit there uh, with his uh, tar pit list. But uh, things like forgetting to do 25 extra attacks with my um, Boingot Brounders, you know, positioning the... Um, the uh, Spore Splatter Fanatic says I'll get plus one attack. Forgetting it the first time and going, okay, I'll remember that the next time. Then forgetting it the next time as well. 
forgetting to kill the one stupid direwolf to get my battle tactic. I scored nine points in that game, um, conceded, I think, turn three, and me and Mark were like talking. I went, oh, what battle tactics do you think you could get, etc." I was like, I don't know, don't really fucking care, just take the win, I'm just in so much fucking pain. So Penn, at post that game, he beat me so badly, I decided to just drop from the tournament, So uh, and, and Alex gave me a lift home. How did your game go, Alex? Uh, how did your go- game go against Alex, Louis? Good, good. I was yeah. going to say, me and Alex look nothing alike. Um, I, I was running corn, and I hadn't played a game with that list before. So, all things considered, pretty pretty good. I mean, the first two turns, I think Alex did some of the most ballsiest plays with that bouncing... Uh, like Mangler squig, yeah. Like, I, I put Scarbrand right in the back corner. I was like, well, I'll wait to see what happens and then bring him out later. And he just went like straight through all my screen through everything and, and rolled over like it was like 14 twice to get over there and just batter Scarbrand before he could fight anything but luckily those those things did that and he died I just mopped up and then it, I think it, I don't think it was too landslide a game it was a pretty good close game to be fair but um, unfortunately just you know he's only a mortal man and as you found out Pete You've got to be more than that to stand up against, you know, the Yorkshire's best. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then in the in the third game, so it was at that point that was two two nil to you. And in the third game, uh, Ryan uh, got stomped by New Seraphon. Um, so it, it ended two one. I was gracious enough to to hand over my crown. Uh, we gave over the uh, the little trophy as well, uh, which you need to keep safe. Um, and we will expand out the War of the Roses uh, to. Uh, yeah, I, I did think you'd got the crown. I saw a picture and I was like, Mark's <laughs> given the fucking crown away. I'm uh, sure he has. Uh, uh, he hasn't given away as much as I'd looted it. <laughs> Fair enough, but, okay. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'm keeping it safe. Yeah, no problem. So, um, yeah, so we'll we'll do a proper War of the Roses and we'll get more more people involved because I know that the um, some of the Lancashire Legion guys uh, want to get involved from our side. And I know, obviously, um, uh, Peter, you'll want to get involved with uh, your team as well. So, yeah, we will sort out Absolutely. A, a, a proper... You- Team. Peter's not from Yorkshire. Well, I'm not. I'm not from Lancashire either. Shocker! But I'm not from Lancashire. I just live here. <laughs> there we go. Let's all pretend. Yeah, it's fine. This man now, the Yorkshire team. Yeah. He's from. He's from. Where, where are you from? Somewhere miles away. You always tell me about it. <laughs> from Stoke on Trent, which is actually yeah. closer to Lancashire. <laughs> it is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, of stops on your team. We don't want him. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> So at, oh, this, you'll need me. Fine. at this point, Louis, you were one nil. Pete, how did your game go? Uh, Peter, how did your game go against Pete? It was an incredible game. It was a spectacle. So to, to confuse everyone listening, there is a, a third Pete, and there are about two more as well. Um, but this is Pete from North Yorkshire Tabletop, and he's a cracking game if you ever get to play. And plays pretty much exclusively ogres. And I was also playing Corn, but my Corn's more sort of like mortal focused, where I think Louis's bringing more demons. Um, and the game ended up, it was an absolute bloodbath. And the game ended 25 apiece. And I won because I got my grand strat and he didn't get his. So it was like the Ooh. most intense game one I've ever had. <laughs> but Ooh. it was brilliant. Uh, I live for those kind of games. So yeah, 
rocky start. I was low down on the old scoring. It was like semi-submarine at that point. But yeah, on minor victory, I took that game. It was fantastic. Oof. I mean, in uh, in some scoring systems, that would be a, a slap-bang draw and they wouldn't even bother calling it that way. Yes, yes it would. Yeah. So, okay, brilliant. So so both of you sort of uh, popped off to Spoons, had your lunch, etc., etc., came back. At this point, me and, uh, me and Alex were uh, firmly in the car uh, with Arthur the dog on the way uh, back to uh, Manchester. Uh, so who did you draw into game two, Mr. Yazoo? I wasn't aware that we would be questioned so in-depth about the tournament. Um, and, oh, no, no, I remember. Another person from Leeds, a guy called Chris Banks, I think. A guy I played at... Um, uh, there's a venue, well, there was a venue in Pony called Elysium. I don't know what it's called now. But he used to play out of there. And they've all started playing Lord of the Rings, so I played him. He absolutely destroyed me. I didn't have a clue what was going on. He was playing Skaven with Fanquil. I was taking massive units of 20 Demonettes, and he had Fanquil with four burners. So yeah. just kept going up to my Demonettes and going, die. And they just, like, 80, 84 ups for mortal wounds. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, like, it's yeah. really quite short-range shooting, though, so you can sort of just play around him and stuff, but no. No, not, okay. not, you, can, you can't play around Fankel when he can get in that stupid boat and then just go oh, yeah. across the board. <laughs> yeah, fine, fair enough, yeah. Fair enough. But okay. he, he, played, he played really well and I did not. I I was still really learning because um, Scarbrand got taken off the first game and I had this really fancy piece that can do loads of damage, but I was terrified what to do with it. <laughs> so I ran it off to one side and made him try and fight that stupid um, Vermin Lord that can retreat first. Yeah. So he just got spanked, and I was like, "Oh yeah, why have I done that?" <laughs> um, so I lost that one, but that that was fine because it was a good game again. Okay. So, good, one good. one. One one at that point. So, um, uh, Peter, how did you do? Who did you go into? I played against Mark Wildman, who I'm told is the TO for War in the Heartlands. He is, yeah, That's yeah. That's the gentleman that I played. Ooh. And he was playing New Soul Blight with this lovely-looking retro Soul Blight army. And it, it, the pictures we got from that game, and, and we'll put them on, on the Fist of your like, media channels, look incredible. Because we drew, um, what's that mission where the flank objectives drop off? And it basically means you're in this tiny football like goal box to, to deploy. And you have to just run it an ar- in an arrowhead at your opponent. But it was that that was an absolute bloodbath of a game. But it, Murderlust just meant he couldn't win the game. <laughs> I, I abused Murderlust, I think, eight, eight battle rounds out of, so eight turns out of ten. And he was just like, this is rough, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, Murderlust <laughs> is uh, it's, it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> it's not bad. Not, not not bad for a, a, uh, yeah not not bad for just one blood tithe point isn't it one blood tithe that you can make yeah. for, on a seventy five percent chance yeah not too bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's quite interesting I like, um uh, that you're both running corn and sort of corn have uh, been sort of gone under the radar a bit but I think that um the performance of uh, quest of champs with the uh, sort of top five players in there with several corn armies um, might have changed some people's views on that so yes spoiler alert louis wasn't one of the top five corn players well you might be one of the top five corn players but you weren't in the top five sorry louis spoiler alert so <laughs> louis after after the break then uh, you went <laughs> sorry mate <laughs> after the break so your game three uh d- were you conscious at this point were you pissed were you <laughs> I, 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 was, I brought because i don't have a bar at warrior lodge the heat but just check there's no one from I brought lots of edible alcoholic things, yep. and I'd eaten most of them. 
and I was feeling rough. Also, <laughs> ate lunch at Spoons so I could drink more during that time. I was a bit gutted, actually, because two of my drinking pals had gone home because yeah. of the absolute world-ending ass-whooping we gave them. So they scurried <laughs> off home. Um, but it, uh, I can't, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I played some... Uh, I played a guy with ogres at some point. I can't remember if that was three or four. <laughs> um, and then I can't... I know my last game, but the, the one of the three and fours is getting... And this is going to sound awful as well, because I actually had five good games. But now I can't remember them. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. I mean, it was literally weeks ago. Well, not even weeks ago, but yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I had some of the um, the lovely edible uh, cocktail uh, sweets, which I would definitely recommend bringing to more tournaments, Louis. If uh, you know we, we get to play and okay. stuff. Um, There's someone in the chat. It is. He's saying. That was. So and Andy would have been your game four, which would have been the ogres player the nice, on day. The nice, the nice policeman. He was very. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that would have yeah. been did your you game play, four. Didn't you play Dan, my club mate, oh. in round three against Nurgle? <laughs> <laughs> didn't you play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played Dan round three. He battered me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like playing. It was like I was having flashbacks. We've skipped your round two, but you can come back to our round three. You can come back to that, Pete. We, um, I had flashbacks to when Toby only played Nurgle for months and was practicing to be really good. And it was like flashbacks to being back in the trenches of just being absolutely <laughs> demolished. Dan has played like, a lot of Nurgle. Yeah, he, he knows that list. He, he brings Bellacor and he gives you a hard time. Yeah. As, uh, yeah, so you were basically just going through trauma all day, Louis. So game two, you were like, I'm keeping my scar brand away, Trauma- traumatized. And then it's like, oh, Nurgle, oh my God. Uh, and, and you've eaten a box of like fucking potent it, edible cocktails. It was, it was it was fine. Again, it was a great game. I lost, obviously, but it, it was quite a good mission for me, actually. It was the hero one, wasn't it? Um, so, you know, where only the, the heroes can test and I got to go first. So I got to put my stuff on the point and go, I bet you can't kill all my models. And then he killed all my models really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, uh, Peter, your game three, who, do, who did you play against? So I played John Dale, um, yeah. who was playing that Karazai um, Stormcast list where you've got the six um, lads with the axes bodyguard on him. Uh, and then you get all the guys with the meteoric standard and you call in like a shock and awe bombing run on your opponent's army at the start of the game, like which is crazy. I, I really wanted to play against this list. And then I we start this game and he had the worst start to a game I think I've ever seen. Where he goes, all right, uh, this, this lad's got, a, got an arcane tome. I'm just going to throw out a mystic shield. And he miscasts. <laughs> and if you're a corn player... Miscasting is is you're laughing your head off because it's D six mortal wounds, not D three. And he rolls five mortal wounds and he loses this wizard in his hero phase <laughs> start of before he calls in his meteoric standard as well. So one blood tithe on the board and he's a hero down before he, he even has a movement phase. Fucking hell. It, it was absolutely ruthless. Um so a, a lucky win for you. Yeah, well, and then his bombing run after that was really underwhelming as well, so I sort of just got to have my cake and eat it, and then he was just down loads of points, having all these useless Stormcast heroes milling about the board. And then my list just does what it does best. It parks the bus with Blood Warriors, and you can't get through it. Brilliant, okay. Yeah, that one wasn't particularly close, but it it did feel really sad on his first turn. It's, you know you've had a bad game when your opponent's sort of saying, oh, mate, I feel 
really bad for you though. That's that's some horrific dice rolls there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think Mark was doing that to me during our game. He was sort of saying like, "Oh my god," you know, because I was just rolling and it was like, "What the hell?" Oh yeah, no, I rolled. So I rolled. I took fifteen bounders into his blood knights. Uh, so fifteen dice, four ups and mortals. I think I did three out of the fifteen. At that point, I was just like, "This really is not," you know. I'm I'm done. I'm done with life. I'm done with Warhammer. You know, fuck off. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows the dice can tell when you're not you're not into it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what what did what were your evening plans then at this point? Uh, Mark's saying that uh, you and he had several fights, Louis. We we I know what Twiggy went for a bath and then went to sleep like normal. He was on three three wins and he's about as exciting as white. Yeah, I was feeling pretty good, so oh. I was like, look, we, I think we went for a curry, then I went for a bath, then I went for a bed in that order, like, <laughs> like a primary school child. Exactly like that. Yeah, we did the same thing we do at every sanctuary tournament, which is stay in spoons for closers. Yeah. Um, me, Ryan, Mark, and the best Marshall brother. And it's not Phil. Thomas. Tom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, to be fair, he went like 1 4, though, didn't he? Is that any. Louis just sympathizes with him because he's the worst of two brothers. It's a running theme. Wow. Oof. Shots Ooh. fired there. Shots mm. fired. Wow. <laughs> Even I've not gone there yet. Friendly fire. Well, he's, re- he's retired now, so I'm technically the best and the worst. So, have some of that. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, uh, spoons was spoons. Uh, any any sort of uh, following morning vomiting in the spoons toilets or anything like that while you're having breakfast or no? No. I, I, had, I had more flashbacks. Last time we went to spoons till close and when Mark drove us back to the hotel and we turned up at like, one half one and they were like oh yeah we don't have your rooms they've been double booked and i was like <laughs> I, last time i was quite drunk and it, there's a big meme where i was like um i was like shouting from the back going this is outrageous <laughs> just off my rocker but luckily none of that this time had a nice little sleep I had double breakfast as well, McDonald's and spoons. Nice. Oh, get in. Nice. While 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 you were having your bath and you were having your your sort of uh, double breakfast and stuff, I was literally sort of watching my clock until it would hit a certain time and I could go. I'm having more painkillers at this point. Literally, it was like right, just twenty more minutes, and then I can take the next lot. Twenty more minutes. Horrific. Horrific. I'd much rather. This is how bad it was, Louis. I'd have rather have been in spoons with you, mate. You say it like it's not, <laughs> it wouldn't have been the best experience of your life. You've been in spoons with us. You were there last time. I know, I know, I know. And, and the following what? morning, I, I had one of the most worst experiences of my life. I was throwing up in the toilets in spoons with a really bad hangover. That's when you not, know life is not great. Well, not everyone's as young and spry as me. <laughs> no, that's you know, true. I, I can take a beat in you. Internal organs are ready to... Yeah. So, so Louis, your game four, was it by any chance against Andy playing Ogres? Yes, and he was a great gentleman, but I don't think he... Uh, it was, uh, I remember the first turn as being one of the most egregiously awful murderlusts I'd ever done. Like, just <laughs> like, left this like middle bit in, the, like, in between his army with all these stone dudes at the back on, on the mounts. And I run my little flesh hounds, I hear a phase move them and auto-run them, and then went, you go, mate. 
<laughs> Went for his hero phase and then just rolled rolled the big five and just locked all of his army into five flesh hounds. It, which it was pretty much the the same move I did in every turn one, and it is awful to play against unless you have someone that can kill ten, fifteen wounds in the hero phase. Yeah, and, and ogres definitely want to be charging. They definitely want to be doing the uh, the mortal wounds and stuff. I I got to play Andy uh, for the first time at uh, Carnage, so a couple of weeks before that, and um, uh, again, it, I mean, it was some horrific play at points, but obviously debuffs to ogres not great. So he sort of tagged in my um, uh, dudes, um, uh, my netters, and then there was a minus one to hit bubble and stuff. So came in with the big Frost Lord. It sort of bounced off the uh, – did I think it did five wounds or something, or nine wounds or something on the uh, on the bounders. And then I was like, okay, my turn. And then just sort of slapped it back, went really aggressive, lifted stuff off, thought about trying to win the game, but then thought, no, let's try and kill everything. And it was uh, – we ended up um, sort of talking it through, and it was like, okay, I can win by two. Or I can draw, or I can try and win by win by one, and it was a fantastic game. They're really nice, uh, really nice guy, uh, Andy. If you get the chance to play him, I definitely recommend it. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a bit of a curse where if you play Toby like one week, you play me the next, and everyone's always like, "Oh yeah, Toby's he's he's nice, but he absolutely trounced me." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I'm the fun one, so <laughs> hold on to your hat." But he, it, to be fair. He could have quite easily, if he'd have got a priority at one point. And everyone says this about every game they've ever played of Warhammer. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> if he'd have got a priority, he'd have spanked me. But I think between that, Murderlust being awful against Charging Ogres, and me actually learning how to play Scarbrand a bit more, I think I, I, I did all right in that game. So and he, he, he was a very fine gentleman as well. And he's in the chat as well, so you're gonna you're gonna have to say yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But they're, yeah. they're, I think there's a thing with pe- people people in the police and playing Warhammer. And I haven't met one policeman that I wouldn't like to get arrested by. Um. So there we go. I mean, thanks, and it, thanks for keeping the country safe and secure. There you go. Okay. So, uh, so at this point, you're two two. At this point, are you? Yep. I, I am, and I've got a nosebleed. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, and uh, your your game four. So, did uh, did um, Dan do the uh, round in the night before, or did he do it in the morning? I think there was a redraw on there. He did it, and then he had to do a redraw because someone dipped. Right? Because you were playing someone else, Twig, to start with. Yeah, yeah. I was meant to be against Legion of Blood, and they changed it last minute, and I ended up against Mike Stewart on his five stars, which oh, I wasn't oh. incredibly pleased about. Yeah. <laughs> The charisma and the the, the, the raw like <laughs> excitement coming from that game. I just wanted to. Uh, no offense, Andy, but I wanted to go watch because it was. I bet it was a game. <laughs> I can't tell if you're taking the piss or not. <laughs> so how how did how did the game go then against <laughs> against Mike with with his fire slayers? Mike is very good at the game. <laughs> that that's what I'll say. Yeah. So I I like couldn't drop my guard for a second. I had to like look at every redeploy angle, and then have to keep screening out nine because he had twenty bloody Volkite berserkers under the ground. Like if you've never played against Mike on his fire slayers, he's like a wizard. I was, he started setting up his army, and he put his guys in like terrible coherency on purpose so they would run away and charge his flame keepers route. And my mind was blown. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what is this? Uh, played it through. Um, 
again, similar to Ogres, though, uh, a lot of those Vulkite Berserkers in the sub-faction he was playing, their bonuses are all on the charge. Right, They yeah. get plus one to hit, plus one to wound on the charge. If you can keep Murderless in them and tying them up and giving them terrible pylons so they can't fight properly, you could just hold them there with like two support heroes, and that's sort of what I did. But we both sort of agreed, like, look, we need to play this quickly uh, because you're playing a grindy army with nearly 100 dwarves. I'm playing a grindy army with like 60 lads on foot. <laughs> we need to get through this. And we ended up having to talk it through at the end. And you just realized that like on his first couple of turns, he just didn't get any points because I pinned him back. Right. And that sort of carried me through to the end. So I just about inched it by two points with us both getting grand strats at the end and everything. But yeah, that, that's slow. And if you can murder us and keep them in combat, would you believe it? Murder us can win you games. <laughs> so that's sort of how it went. Well, there we go. You, you've heard it here first. We'll, we'll get two things on uh, t-shirts now. So we'll get uh, murder lust uh, wins games. That'll be the first like range that. of t-shirts. I'd, I'd buy that. I'd buy that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one it will just be um, if I'd have just got the priority. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah oh absolutely so yeah so i think that's that's my next range of t-shirts just roll sixes and then on the back it'll just be like if i just got priority and uh, murder lust wins games um mm. uh, mark i really hope like you're not taking the piss and somebody what like I, well in some respects i hope you're taking the piss because i hope somebody didn't have uh like a heart attack and that's why they had to redraw the game um i yeah, I hope that's whoever it was is 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 fine and stuff. So um, I don't know if Mark's taking the piss. Um, okay, he's not taking the piss. So I hope whoever had to drop out um, is all good. Um, that's awful. Um, no, no jokes here. So, um, so Louis, your your game five, mate. Who did you go into then? This, this is an easy one because it's the same Soulblight player that Twiggy played round two. Mark Wildman, the fine gentleman from yeah, from and we had a bit of a we had a bit of a thing which I absolutely love. When I get to a table, I'm like, all right, mate, not seen you around before. Who are you? And he was almost like, do you know who I am? Oh no, <laughs> it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was game five. We were both probably too chill because that guy had a lot of models. Yeah, and I just wanted to chill, and I'd already started drinking again. So <laughs> I, I, I was I was having some drinks and talking. We started talking about, I, I can't really remember much about the game. I know we played super slow and we talked about lots of not like fantasy novels and um, he knows Mikey and so, some other things. So I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, we've played two hours. Oh, we're on turn two. Oh, you've got fucking loads of models. And then we kind of had to like, so it snapped and we were both like, right, okay, we should probably try to finish this game. And then we didn't talk much besides the dice rolls and it was it was a we played both play very grindy armies but again at, at the end i think i i think we drew on points but i won the minor on the battle tactics or the grand strat or something like that but it, it was it was really hard to talk out i think we got to turn at the end of turn three and we attempted to try and talk some out but when you've got hundreds of models and i have you know, at this point, 60 blood letters on the board, and they're all coming back as well. It just turns into this massive dice rolly grind in the middle yeah. that wasn't it. I, I told him at the end, I was like, I would have liked to play that game, you know, with six hours so we could actually finish. Um, but it was a, it was a, it was a good game. Um, it was just a shame that we uh, didn't play at speed from the beginning, which is both of our faults because we were both fucking <laughs> just just chilling. It's which, um. 
it's interesting. And so you, you finished 3-2 for the weekend, which is a great result. The gentleman's 4-1, as they say, or as I say, yes. that's going on a T-shirt as well. Uh, 3-2, the gentleman's 4-1. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking designing them all now. Um, it's in, And sort of before we come on to your game five, uh, Peter, it's, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because there seems to be the last couple of books that have come out seem to have brought back the grindiness of sort of Warhammer. And there's lots of models and lots of wounds on the table and stuff. Obviously, you go back, from this GHB to the one before, Bounty Hunters was sort of taking care of that a little bit in the sense that that damage output in some respects was there and, and could lift it off. And it'll be interesting, you know, and we'll have a bit of a chat in uh, about what we think might come in the uh, new GHB and stuff. But Bounty Hunters almost sort of solved that grindiness. They changed GHB and then go, by the way, here's the new books that are coming out and these are all super, um, uh, uh, super grindy armies again. You know, we, we're going to see... Uh, skeletons everywhere. We're going to see, you know, all sorts. Um, yeah, it's, it's start beef, go vegan. Cheers, cheers, Mark. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. So um, we'll, we'll watch on this and uh, have a chat about that. But so game. So I looked at your Twitter Twitter bio earlier, uh, Peter, and it was basically it says yeah. uh, something along the lines of like bottling it game five or something, or um, <laughs> uh, like or. or, 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 or <laughs> Frequent <laughs> round five loser, I think it is, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah I think I think, I think you're a, I think you're a five round loser. Piece. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, that that that's sort of born of most events I've been to, uh, not all of them, but like Gaff Jamboree. Uh, Blood on the Snow, run by Mark, which I think you were at, Pete. Yeah, I it was, yeah, right. yeah. I went for one. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember you doing quite... I remember you being on the top tables, but yeah. I don't think I ever said hi. I just remember James McKenzie, like, chatting shit down to our table, but uh, never mind. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, a, a couple others as well. I would do the classic of no submarine. I'll win one, two, three, and four, narrow. So, like, you've got no chance of being on the podium unless yeah. you take all five. And I'll get to five. And then, like Baz will be sat on the other end of the table with his Daughters of Cain that he's played over a like over three hundred games with. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. or I or I uh, pull some mission where it's like, oh man, I really can't win this. So yeah, I, I hit round five and then like bottom out, like don't even hit podium because that's the way scoring works in AOS, right? Like yeah. if you if you win four close games and then lose five, you might as well have, have just lost five <laughs> as far as podium goes. So you know, Alex has beaten Baz, right? Yeah. Alex Carnage, Jones. Alex Alex Jones. Alex yeah. Jones, yeah. Alex. Yeah, yeah. right. Buzzing now. I, you know, I've right. come close. I've come close. Yeah, don't worry about it. No, no, it's, it's fine. I'll get. i get him late. I'll grudge him. Next thing I go to, I'll grudge him. You heard it at first. I'll didn't, get him. Didn't, didn't you? Um, uh, Blood in the Snow, though. You podium, didn't you? I think I did actually. I think yeah. it was the one time I did. Yeah. I, I got lucky on that one. Yeah, but that was back when Sylvaneth were you could have bounty hunter bugs as half your army. Yeah. So that was <laughs> people didn't enjoy that very much. It was a, it was an interesting uh, one because I'd gone four one as well. I was like, oh, will I podium? Have I scored enough points and stuff? And then they were like, and uh, in third place or second place, whatever you got, it was like Peter. And I was like, oh, and it wasn't me. I was like, oh fuck, there is another Peter. <laughs> yeah, <here." laughs> I think me and Dan podium second yeah. and third. We were real yeah. chuffed. For that one yeah. yeah i was sort of sat there going like good... fucking hell because <laughs> the, the way i generally play the game is i don't start thinking about podiums or anything like that i just think win games but you know if you want to actually yeah. podium win games more <laughs> you know get everything yeah, you can or, or... 
lose game one real narrow and smash all your other games yeah. is the way to podium, I think. But yeah. I, I prefer the idea of just try and win every game. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. That's yeah. my philosophy anyway. So, so um, as a notorious get round five bottler, mm, who did you go into mm. round five? Uh, were, you, were you playing on table one for this? or were you? I was, yeah. yeah. I was on table one for round five uh, because so many people have dropped out at this point. Uh, there would only be one five zero at this right. stage. Like there could have been two beforehand, but it it, it worked out that there would now only be five zero. So I was playing for the final. I was like, all right, I've been here before. I know what happens here. I, I queue into the new the new army. <laughs> I'm on table five. I'll lose and I'll, I'll kick myself because there's some mistake. And I played a gentleman. I think his name was Daniel Scott. Uh, I think he played a little bit, but he was playing new KO with thirty count them thirty thunderers. Shocker. And um, yeah. And I remember looking at that list at the start. I'm like, that's going to be on top tables. And I just, I just remember everyone queuing into him. And I think he beat two other corn players, right? Who both ended up on the podium at the end. Which was, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I looked. He was like, okay, he's beaten this corn player who's done very well. He's beaten this corn player who's done very well. He's beaten this other player. I'm like, well, I'm just another guy. He's going to shoot off the table. Yeah. Um. So go in very worried. Like, don't know what I can do. Set up the screens. And then he does something very odd. He he takes first against me on Corm. And I think the way that Thunderous list usually plays is, if you can, you take second, so you shoot your opponent off the table through the double tap. Yeah. Uh, so he takes first. He shoots off enough stuff that I've got a fair chunk of Blood Tithe going. And then on my turn, with a combination of like extra moves, hero phase moves, 3d6 charge, I full send it down the board. And we're playing in the presence of idols. So there's only three objectives to get on, which was a bit of a blessing. Yeah. Because that's one less thing he just teleports over and shoots me from. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also got Defender as well, which meant I got to set up most of stuff in cover, which helps tons against KO. Like cover on units with three up saves and two up saves feels real good against KO yeah. for certain. So I had all the minor advantages. I had like, okay, he's taken first. I've got cover. A scenario is good. And I just moshed him in the middle. <laughs> if you looked at the board state, it was like his whole army was in combat with three third, like two thirds of my army in the middle of the board. And that's what it looked like for about two battle rounds. And I lost priority into two as well. So um, I, I didn't get my double turn, which I would have really liked. But I just watched as an entire army of Caradron overlords fired into a unit of blood warriors that had plus two to save and just bounced Ooh, off them. Yeah. <laughs> so I lost like four and he was like, wow, that was my that was my turn where I get to pop my um, leadership of the alpha and everything goes plus one to hit and you get plus one Ren because they're all outside the boats. But because they were all outside the boats, I just gave him the corn treatment and I full sent it. And I just knocked him off the table to the point where it was like he he never got control of two objectives again, and I managed to win out, which was nice. As I finally realized, if you kill all thirty thunderers, you don't have to be scared of the thirty thunderers list. So that's my yeah. advice if you go into it. Yeah, no, it sounds like you played it perfectly um, in, into what was the scenario that was happening and sort of the uh, the game state. So yeah, it's it's interesting though that psychological uh, sort of turning up to the table and almost sort of defeating yourself. Definitely recommend mm. anyone who didn't get a chance to see the show two weeks ago with the um, with Darren Watson and uh, Nathan from Onwards AOS. They talk about that psychology and taking that sort of positive mindset to the to the game um, and sort of you know going into the table. And I've definitely done it. You look at a list or you look at a player and you just go, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm, I've I've lost yeah. this. What's the point? And the reality is that you, you know the game is can can be won by you know psyching people out and 
you know it absolutely yeah. can it absolutely can and I, I think almost once he lost a unit of thunderers i think he was on the receiving end of that psychology because i don't think anyone had put him in that position that early before yeah and i remember him saying something like oh i'm gonna have to claw back for a minor loss now i'm not used to this yeah like, yeah i'm not sure that's true but we'll see it's um th the army does fall fall apart quite quickly and stuff and it's you know if it doesn't lift it and there is enough stuff out there now or starting to get there it seems that can take the hit um yeah you're fucked you know but taking first definitely not the not, definitely not the move um i don't think so either yeah problem. so so you finished you were the only five and oh you finished five and oh took took the podium yes um i did uh, and uh, what what was your your trophy? What did you get as a as the winner of the tournament? Oh, it's, it's over here. Actually, I can grab that. Oh yeah, let me just let me just grab let me uh, let me just. Sorry, Lou. I know you didn't get one of these, mate. But um, yeah, I, ne I never get. I got one, it's an omen because I'd I'd come off of winning the the one day um the same one day that Mark went to actually and Louis Louis watched although you didn't congratulate me. But that's fine. <laughs> I never um, I won the one day, three games in a row. It was like fantastic. I turn up to to this event, win five games in a row. So game five was me to win eight games in a row as corn, and I won an axe nice. on game eight. It was an omen. Yeah, I, like chosen. What can I say? I I so I got this axe. I got a trophy a <laughs> to, to balance it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I got a trophy, got some vouchers and stuff. That was nice. All your usual swag for turning up to a Warrior Lodge event. The, the prize support is actually pretty good if you ever do get yourself down to Sanctuary. Yeah, it's, um, it's bonkers. You, you'll get isn't vouchers it? for the store. Yeah, the, the raffle was insane this time as well. They were giving out like hundreds of pounds worth of stuff. Uh, but it, <laughs> and it, it interesting story in my, my uh, club mate, Dan, that Louis played on round three, turns up. And he always wins the raffle. Do you know people that just always win the Dave, raffle? Dave they Weimer. Exist. Are... Dave, Dave Weimer is another yeah, one. I, yeah, I yeah, saw that yeah, as well. Dave I don't know how they the do raffle. it. I they just turn up and win the raffle. But Dan turns up and he says, I'm going to Yeah, Dan turns up and he's like, I'm going to win that Osseot Bone Reapers um, combat patrol box. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And he turns up. And I think David won that and swapped it as well so it, it gone out of the pool and back in and then dan won it i was like this is ridiculous what do they know that we don't i, I want another theory dave, dave's in the chat so he can uh he can tell us you know post in the chat dave how how you always seem to win the raffle mate how how is it um because yeah I don't, I don't win the raffle either um, uh but but have have won um, best sport twice at Quest of Champs. Uh, so I've won. I think I got like a thirty pound voucher each time, which is ridiculous support. Honestly, like it's it's ridiculous. Um, so great though. Um, right, right. Mark says raffles are such a pay to win system. I mean, <laughs> oh, I <love laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly. I, um, I think I think the onwards people, the, the onwards AOS people at that tournament, won so much of the raffle, and I think they've been coached on how to win the raffle. Ooh, and okay. I'm not. I'm not that interested in being coached out to win the game. But if there's a short raffle course I could take, <laughs> then I would do that, and I'd just go clean up all the tournaments. Understand? Um, mm. What what tier of Patreon do I have to be to yeah. get the raffle Quick, course? Get, get Darren on. Yeah. On. Well, well, I'm. I, I, bring I, it back. That Darren will be at, uh, at the event I'm going to this weekend, so I'll I'll ask him uh, if I if I see him. So yeah, um, so you you, you sort of uh, touched on it, but the the rest of the podium. So was that two corn armies, second and third? It was, well? yeah. So we had corn. I think I think if I remember right, it was myself on corn flayed one, 
Then we had like two corn demons. Uh, it was Rory Carter second. Yeah. I think it was Gary Percival third off the top yeah. of my head, who yeah, were yeah, playing like right, the yeah. your, your, like, your demons builds. And then four was the gentleman playing KO. I'd knocked him off the podium on five, bless yeah. him. And then I think six was corn again. And I think not too far down the rankings either was then Louis again on a three two with corn. <laughs> so we got to like the prizes and it was like podium, corn one, two, three. And I was like, hmm, we might be onto something with this like murderlust corn strat here, boys. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna get battered. I think we're gonna get <laughs> probably, are. aren't they? I, I, I think I think you'll um potentially you might survive just because it's happening, you know, if you think about it, the new points and stuff are coming out uh probably next couple of weeks. Um, and Corn have managed to, I think, stay completely under the radar while sort of Gits and KO have sort of been up at the top. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, I'll actually, to be fair, I'll ask the uh, the rules writers this weekend. So um, I'm playing at Warhammer Worlds teams, and we are playing against the head of studio, the head of events, the head of uh, the gaming system. So we're playing like Matt Rose, Jess Bickham, Ben Johnson, and I forget the other guy's name, which is awful. Uh, but yeah, so. We're playing into basically the guys that create the game and so on, and they're playing us Muppets who we are, we're doing our pairings with a bingo machine. So that'll fucking drive some people absolutely that. bonkers this weekend. Um, I did, I sort of put in the chat like two weeks ago with our team chat. I said, um, should we, should, should we maybe, you know, maybe take this a little bit more seriously? Like, I, I don't mind doing the pairings for real and stuff, you know. We're decent-ish players. You know, we could do okay here. You know, there's going to be some lists that are horrific and, you know, we could really avoid them. And I was outvoted three to one. It was like, no, nah, we've got the bingo machine, Pete. We're, we're cracking on with the fucking bingo. I was like, all right, cool. No worries, fine. They're like, but you can lay the cards down. You can lay the cards down as they come out of the bingo machine. I was like, sweet. Cool. Um. So, yeah. So, okay. So, corn one, two, three. I mean, um, it, great, great, great bit of uh, play there to go and win the one-dayer with the three and O to get the confidence. Um. Uh, I, yes. I, my my only five and zero. Oh, I did similar. I went to a one day, battered some noobs, and then uh, did a five and zero oh the uh, the following tournament. So, top at top tactics there. Um, so, just quickly, what's in your list then, um, uh, Peter? What's in your list? It's <laughs> it the the core of it is every corn player runs the same general, and that's a uh, bloodthirster from Fetid Fury with Argath King of Blades and Firebrand. So it's a big oh. bloodthirster that becomes a priest and has an aura of you don't get wards, hands out a 3d6 charge, is an aura of minus one to hit, and a monster. And it's your general, so you can go do battle tactics with it. It's it's brilliant. That's that's, that's what we're all bringing. <laughs> if you're corn, you're probably doing that. Louis, are you, bring, are you bringing that? No, of course he's not. He's not on the podium. <laughs> oh, oh. Take, that take that with All the guys on the podium had that general. I'm just putting it out there. Um, so yeah, that's your general if you're playing corn if you want to play him like at, at, at top tables anyway uh but then my list sort of took a different turn uh most people would play like blood lords or or maybe some of the other variants where you're running loads of blood letters and you go and just chop people's heads off by running at them and doing mortal wounds on fives which i think is perfectly viable uh but but my build i build on mortals which is flayed so if i fight in combat the unit that's fought gets a five at ward if it's a mortal unit after it's fought yeah. And my philosophy for AOS has always been, and, and I've applied this to when I played Sylvaneth as well, uh, being dead is not good. Being alive is better than being dead. Yep. So just survive <laughs> and take the objectives. So that's what my list does. I have 40 Blood Warriors who are like, egregiously underpointed because uh, you can get 800, 800 points 
buys you two units of 20 and they're on a three up save and they rally on a four up and they're very buffable to a two up save and they reflect damage and they blow up on death and they're not too shabby in combat. Um, so I just parked the bus. It's like 40 blood warriors with the gore fists, two units of mighty skull crushers because they've got two up saves, a handful of priests, your bloodthirster, some flesh hands to run into ogres players turn one and take their charge off them. Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, so flayed with a. I mean, obviously, you can get look my list up on um, yeah, on BCP or whatever. But it's it's just park the bus. It's three and two up saves with five at wards. That's how you win the game. Secret tech. Secret tech. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think having turn one and walking away is secret tech, Alex. Who's Alex? Oh, not Alex. Fucking. You've lost the plot, mate. You've lost the plot. It's fine. He's gone. He's, he's, he's lost the heat, guys. I'm getting old. It's getting yeah. old. She's <laughs> a stupid. And I said I would try and confuse yeah. you girls, and now I'm confusing myself by not even. What you've done either. is you've confounded yourself. Yeah. Then yeah. that's why I go three two and not. not yeah. <laughs> but you you you, you, you say you, that you don't have a bath instead. Yeah. The the secret tech is like like sometimes can be the most simplest thing. When I was running my iron jaws, I put the um, ripper's snarl fangs in. And I had like a couple of people message me about my list going like, mate, what's what's the secret tech with that? And I went, they go fast. And they're like, what? I went, they, they go like 12 inches. And they're like, yeah, but what else? I went, well, they can do a six inch piling, but basically they go 12 inches and you can move them 18 if you use the auto run. And they're like, is that literally the secret tech? I went, everything else moves four fucking inches. I was like, yeah, that's the secret tech. Off they fucking mm. run, do a desecrate or whatever, <laughs> take an objective, job done. So yeah, sometimes secret tech literally is just what it says on the box so yeah oh well 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 done on um on on winning quest of champs then so what's your what's your next event uh for both of you yeah you want, you want me to go for, i think the next one we're at is i can't remember the order of them but i'm going to regicide in the realms at the tsn arena okay uh which i imagine has sold out by now wasn't and that, then obviously wasn't regicide in that, the realms the one that was before I, when I, it was the coronation weekend. <laughs> um, Have you no, missed an event? Oh no, no. What's it called? No, renegades of the realms. Right, there this we go. One. Yeah, okay. Sorry, no, no, my bad. Um, renegades of the realms, not to be confused yeah. with the other one. Is is yeah the reiteration of that one. Yeah. So we're going to do that at TSN Arena, and then after that, we've got Slaughter in the Sun, which is Mark's event following blood of the snow last time which yeah. is yeah which is the one where i nick podium from you apparently so that should be a good laugh it's always good down at hall's angels yeah i wouldn't say nick just i was sort of you know i was like oh, i'm on a four one i should be okay with the podium but yeah there was for a small event there was lots of us on four ones it seemed um yeah yeah which uh, it's great uh so yeah mark's event um mark can you just remind us when is your event what date it is um, Tw- can- 22nd and 23rd of july Okay, so that is that's plenty of time after I've had my knee surgery. I could, Buy a um, ticket, everyone now. Yeah, 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 get your tickets in, boys. One of one of the um, mad lads has already got his ticket, so I, I, if if all things being equal, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, Louis, what's your what's your next couple of events? You you got to remember that me and me and Twiggy live maybe twenty miles from each other. Right. So uh, most of the events he's going to, I'm going to. So I think mine is Mark's event next. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then a summer carnage is somewhere in there. September, yeah, yeah. You know all the all the all the greatest hits. Yeah, okay. all the greatest hits. 
Yeah, I've got um, I've got summer. So I've got Warhammer World teams this coming weekend. Um, we've got we've got club shirts for or team shirts for it. Of course, we've gone with long sleeve because we're fucking morons. We're going to sweat to death in uh, Warhammer World. Oh God! Yeah, that's oh, that, no. that's going to be fun. Are they, are they one and done? Uh, is it, is it, like you wearing them? Just cut the sleeves off. Yeah, they're quite nice shirts. It's a, it's, a, it's a vest if you cut the sleeves off. Yeah, they're quite nice though. I do like them. And then uh, for the, for those that got stickers at um, Carnage, the um, the Orc Bum Chat stickers. Uh, if you don't know what I'm on about, have a look at um, uh, Alex's Twitter handle. But that's basically our club name, our team name, and we've got a little Orc Bum on our uh, as our crest. So so I've got that, and then nothing in july or august planned in and then yeah carnage uh face hammer and the gaff jamboree in october and then it's like teams carnage teams and then so on and so forth and stuff so yeah um but yeah okay cool so let's talk about clubs then so louis tell us a little about a little bit about gaff well what where do i start that's really that's enough i said i said a little bit that's enough cool okay let's move on yeah we're done (laughs) it's it's difficult to describe the best age of sigma team in the world in an in an hour and a bit that's the problem i'm having um but i'm gonna try for you pete okay uh twink you can go next Okay, F- Fist of York, new newish name on the scene. Um, how long? How long's the club been going? Oh, you broke him! You broke him. He's in awe. He's so in awe that he can't function. We've we've managed to lose it. Oh, oh. <laughs> we owe our foundations oh, oh, to Gap, oh. to be honest. Yeah, he's here now. He's here now. Um, yeah, Fist of York. It's like five, six strong at the moment, and we're we're going to Hoover up all the people in York slowly. There's a lot of splinter clubs around Yorkshire that are soon going to have to swear fealty, and we're going to have to get there. Uh, <laughs> Louis looks on in disgust. But um, yeah, Fist of York, I think the it, it's a play on Fist of Gork, if no one got that. I think Louis said that we had something to do with fisting. We're not allowed to have something to do with fisting. That comes I later. The, like the fist, like the York Fisting Society. So I right. a group of people that had common, you know, common loves and, and things that they do on the weekend coming together. Mm. So I, yeah. you can see where the confusion's from. No, no, naturally. And, and that comes after hours. That's why we all get the, the same room in the Travelodge on, on events. But yeah. but anyway, for the purposes of Age of Sigma, yeah, we, we, we just smash events in Yorkshire mostly, but we have been about, we've been over to, to just play in Liverpool and I guess you could count Sutton as, as a little excursion as well. Not that anyone really wants to be there, but the Sanctuary is a great place for events. Uh, the idea, I think, with Fist of York mostly is like the scene in York is there, but it's hidden, and we need to draw everyone out of hiding, get them out to events. I know a lot of people have fear for going to events because they look back and they look at tournaments of of all varieties, whether they've been to, a, even if they've just been to like a Magic the Gathering tournament or they've been to a, any other sort of competitive tabletop scene, they think it's going to be cutthroat. I think everyone there is going to be dripping with sweat. There's going to be no take backs. There's going to be people just staring at you with top meta armies, absolutely rinsing you. And uh, for for anyone on listening that's curious about the competitive scene, it is not like that <laughs> at all. There was a gentleman playing at Sanctuary last time who had a a bad 
moon that was just on like a massive like spring and he carried across it's like a flagpole across the board that's what the aos community is like boys you come in and, and people play with silly stuff you can go and have a good time and not try to win all five of your games that's what it's like so i just think i want to i want to put the fear aside for all the, all the people around york and then and then further out after that so we're going to try and record and we have been recording um, the events we've gone to. And we're going to do like a super cut of it and just show that, look, it's it's mostly just people who like Warhammer having a laugh. And and then, yeah, you can care about rankings. You can get competitive and whatnot. But the nature of ranked tables means you can go and have a good time no matter who you are, mostly. So that's that's the general idea. So you know, no videos out yet, but watch the space. Look at the Fist of York Twitter and, um, and, and YouTube to come. We'll get those out. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, as somebody who turned up wearing a gold tracksuit and a crown at my uh, the last event, um, there's loads of people who don't take it too seriously. I think there's there is almost an element of like two tier tournaments in some respects. There are definitely some which are, uh, and I, I'd say maybe only two or three where they're known for being like super fucking tough, like Bloodshed in the Shires. That is a sweat pit. But really nice people to go, but it is absolutely cutthroat. It is like a really, it's like a gamer's gamer's tournament. Um, everyone who goes takes like the filthiest list and it's it's really well run. It's fantastic. I definitely recommend it. But it's it's sort of one of the ones I'd say is super competitive. I think Blood Tithe for a team's event, 90% of the people, 95% of the teams going to Blood Tithe take it very seriously just because it's right before worlds so it's like a good chance like last opportunity to get practicing for worlds and i think every other tournament apart from that is just actually just play can be quite competitive or sort of like it was i don't know mm. th this year because obviously was, I, I found that to be competitive yeah when i went um but apart from that i think every other tournament is sort of you find your level so you might get paired into somebody game one and it's a bit sort of rough but then after that you you find your find your level and stuff and have fun so yeah that's that's a really great ethos for a club to sort of just try and show that tournaments aren't all serious although now that you've got that five and oh you might have to <laughs> you might have to readjust your expectations and be like actually i quite well, like I, I could shit. i could turn up with something silly but uh i, I think you can go and, and try to win and still have fun absolutely i mean i came in full face paint i'm, I'm sure if you actually caught that i got berated by louis for about two hours yeah, where, where do you uh, that idea from <laughs> Are you, are you trying to claim to have invented face paint, Lou? Oh, snooze much. Pete, me, I, I'm, I'm hard on Pete because I'm also from York. Well, I'm from Selby, which is just outside York. So I know the scene he's from. And I know it, it's kind of like seeing, you know, like your annoying shit little brother. But I've got a second one that's also better than me, a Warhammer. It <laughs> isn't by blood this time. Kind of like seeing uh, in five years' time, Peter, you, you're either going to be playing for England. Are you going to be? You can have a kidney that doesn't work. Like, there's two ways your career can go, and I'm still, I'm still on the edge of where it's going. But you, you, you are right. The, the scene in York is quite a big wargaming scene. There's lots of big. There's a, the York Wargaming Society, and there's um, there's a what's the the military one? Um, York Garrison. Garrison. And they've always had big 40k followings and big other game followings. But like the AOS there has not been great, which is why we started our team as well. Because we're from the same area that you're from. And I started at Garrison. We, you know, we've played at your club as well. And you're right. I think the York scene has been way too 
probably like um uh, you know like the 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 soil's been salted from 40k i think so I, there are a lot of people that do not want to play tournaments over there and you you do have a point that that is a thing but a lot of them are and sorry pete i know you're kind of one of these a lot of older gentlemen you know so they're kind of stuck in their ways they're from york i think york wargaming society's got a lot of uh, older gentlemen, and they—that's where your local club split from as well, right, Pete? Twiggy. The, uh, the, yeah, um, I, I think that is. Yeah, generation. I mean, we we weren't even about when that was a thing because mm. COVID had come in. Uh, the, apparently, that club sort of got killed by COVID, and we got into this splinter club that set up the next generation wargaming, um, but then didn't like their names, so we set up our own club name. But yeah, uh, I think yeah, a lot of people got put off by 40k, like you, like you said, because 40k was very, very, very competitive, and it was very deep to try and learn how to play the game, what with your pages of stratagems, the secondaries and whatnot. And you had ITC doing its own thing. Then you had COVID coming in, and people only really played on TTS, so like local wargaming scenes, I imagine, really suffered from that. So it's only now, really, that we can start to get back on our feet. And I think, like you say, uh, you know, with all due respect, there's a lot of like older older gentlemen playing the game, and and they're always a great life to play as well. But if anyone's going to go out there and, and do the social media stuff and and make and make content to try and draw you you people in, young people in, I think it's got to be us probably. I mean, I, I I tend to find that I'm the youngest person at, at the events that I go to, and I'm 23. Fucking hell, you're a child. Get off the show. Yeah. I'll get accused of things. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell, I didn't know this. Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah. Louis, how old are you, mate? 40, 42? Good. Uh, <laughs> don't make me 20 years younger than you, Pete. No, how, how old are you, I'm Louis? 29. 29, okay. I have a okay. head of hair, which is pretty good going. Yeah, yeah. No. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's interesting, sort of that uh, balance between youth and sort of... Um, older people so i'm i i'll be you know there's no point lying I'm, I'm 41 i'll be 42 this year i only got back into the hobby you know recently but on the flip side i've spent most of my career sort of um uh working in student unions so you're sort of working with 18 to 21 year olds and a lot of social media marketing and so on so when it came time to sort of try and grow the essex more tribes which i was a member of initially it was all through that social media and you, you know, utilizing Facebook groups and so on and so forth and, and, and trying to create a welcoming vibe, which didn't really exist because some of those older people or sort of people in their mid thirties and stuff weren't as keen as, you know, they wanted to play the same four people every week. Um, and that, that was about it. Whereas I was like, if we're going to make a club, let's try and make a club and let's get more people playing the more people playing the better it is the more sustainable it is i'm not playing the same two people every week and stuff so this this is going to sound like a really stupid question but for those that are you know listening back and it's it's not a stupid question but for those that are listening back that are in a situation where they've got like maybe they're in a smaller town they're in a they're in a village or whatever and stuff how can they go about starting their own wargaming club what would your advice be well, I think the, the the thing that really helped us to grow, and we we weren't when we started, we weren't particularly looking to make a club or anything. There were just weren't enough people around to play Age of Sigma with, and we me started me Toby and um, Lyndon started really, 
by just talking to people locally that played. And I think we might have met the most people through, like, you know, the Facebook trading sites. Yeah. And just um, Lyndon sells a lot of stuff, and he met a lot of people that would come to his house and take stuff and swap and trade. <laughs> what? Sorry, just that vision to people turning up and not, nicking his Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, not a um, he just bought and sold a lot of Warhammer, but I think we met. People like that live down the road from me that I would never have met otherwise. That, because we we're unique. We don't have we don't have a club space. We're not bound to a club. So we we don't have a place where you could come and find us once a week. Right. We we are just a team that plays AOS. So um, we grew that way. Basically, just find other people that play the game, which is easier said than done. At, at the moment, oh, it was certainly two years before COVID. Um, and just talk to them because you'll find people that just want to play games and then you'll find the people you like from there. And the more of you that get together, you know, the more people you've got to work on things. Essentially what, what happened with us, you know, we, we started off as uh, brothers and a friend and then grew exponentially. So do just, you, do you, do you, oh. Do you hold club nights anywhere, or do you li- like so? Oh, do you do, do you practice games? Is it just like someone will go around oh, someone's house and we're we're split all over Yorkshire? So we've got we've got lots of people in the Hull, we've got lots of people over in York. So so it's probably a fifty fifty ish split. So some of us go to um, the club night uh, uh, next gen, which is where Pete uh, Twiggy goes to play, and then a lot of us are affiliated with Hull's Angels. They play out of Hull's Angels, so we do we do the odd game day where for a weekend instead of going to a tournament we'll just play each other and chill. But aside from that, it's just really it, it started as people uh, somewhat similar to, to, to Twiggy's. We just wanted people to go to events with, yeah, which is what it's always been. And you know, we we might be in the minority of teams where our whole thing was to go to events, yeah, and we, we started off. Not too dissimilar to you again, Twiggy, like very competitive. And now we've just turned into this massive evil meme machine, which I much prefer. <laughs> um, it suits you better, I think. Probably to Toby's chagrin, which is probably why he's dipped, in all fairness. But, yeah, I, I just think talk to the people around you that play the games and you'll find enough similarities that, you, you know, you'll grow. I'm... That's all I've got, Pete, mate. No, no, it's, it's, it, I think it's really interesting. I think it's, it's, it's useful stuff because, you know, there are one of the reasons I think I probably um, stopped playing for so long and didn't get into it and stuff was just not having that connection, not having that that sort of ability to find other people who who I could play against and stuff. And um, it's it's an interesting one. And by the way, thank you, um, Andy and uh, Mark, for subscribing, just so you can skip the ads. So clearly that technique's working. Um, <laughs> Um, no, but I think um, it's an interesting one that it seems that 40K is run on Facebook and AOS is run on Twitter. And it's it, it seems as if that's more the way the communities live and stuff. And I know everyone moans about Twitter and, you know, it's a shit show at the, the best of times. But I think if Twitter disappeared, I would definitely feel as if I wasn't as connected to um, to the AOS community. And I feel I, I probably wouldn't have as much interaction with people if, if twitter didn't sort of exist so i, I agree i literally I, I went back just before we came on air 
uh, started looking back through Instagram and Twitter just in case you asked me when we were formed or anything like that because I don't have a, I don't I don't know off the top of my head but I literally made my Twitter account just for Warhammer yeah I, I didn't go on the platform before the same. I don't do anything else on it and literally Twitter is like the place where I've added all my hobby friends or the people I've met all the events and that's for that for me so if it ever does go kaput I will actually be pretty pretty miffed because yeah. what the hell are we going to do so so I guess that would be a top tip would be um if you're trying to find get on Twitter, get, get on Twitter if you're if you're yeah, sort of get, into, Twitter. Yes, get it, on Twitter yeah it sounds weird but you got to be on Twitter for AOS I, don't, I I think from what I've experienced 40k is more Facebook centered but yeah. AOS seems to be on Twitter so yeah it's um I, I I similar to what you're both saying. I I had deleted all of my social media, like completely everything. I think no, I had Instagram, but it was on private, and I just sort of used it for you know just sharing holiday pics and fucking pictures of food because that's what Instagram is. Um, and then it was like shit. If I want to talk to the people at the Lakehead Gaming Group, I needed to set up Facebook. So I set up an AOSP Facebook account. One picture up there, nothing. You know, I think it's like a Skaven symbol or something, and that was it. Uh got into that group and then it was like okay and then it was like oh it's on twitter really where it's happening so i was like okay um set up twitter as aosp and it was just literally because i was like well i don't want social media i don't want people i know like interacting with it because it's not for that it's you know i don't want to interact with my like i guess in real life friends on those social media platforms because i was like i'm sick of fucking all the drama and the shit that goes with it so yeah social media um uh is so i'm just laughing at what louis and mark are saying in the chat here uh looking at thoughts that's why um uh p kept instagram absolutely not and uh it's but it is why louis got it for sexy emo thoughts um mm. so yeah so but so get on twitter that would that would be an advice my advice would be get on twitter you know and i set up the um the wargamingclubs.co.uk just because i was like actually i'm someone who potentially will move around again I want to be able to find a new gaming club if I move and stuff. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's out there. My advice would be, and similar to what you guys say, if you can't find a group, set one up. You know, if, you know, all you need is like you and a couple of mates and just head to a tournament, have some fun. And, you know, that's what it's about, I think. Um, 100%. Fist of York was three people at the start. It was just the, the lads in York that I knew that played. And it, it's growing from there. Now, now that you've podiumed and you've got a five zero in the bank, you'll you'll be growing exponentially. This time next year, you'll have at least seven or eight members. I think you'll do it. They'll, yeah, they'll that's it. Gaff, Don't worry about it. I think we'll <laughs> eclipse Gaff, and we can we can have Gaff as like a like a puppet team underneath us if they want. Right. You can apply for that later on. <laughs> I, I you've, got a, you've got a couple of years yet, mate. Are you yeah, um, well, yeah, are you are sure. you both putting teams into um, Carnage teams in November? Well, I mean, we, we we tried to get two for the last one and barely got one, so probably um, we'll see. Probably yeah, we'll see. Sounds like sounds like a grudge match is uh, in the brewing there. So uh, there's some grudges definitely set. Unfortunately, though, Pete, uh, let's oh, not forget go. the Come the on. elephant in the room. Uh, the target is on your head because the Yorkshire Lancashire Brawl 2 is on, on the line and, and yeah. Fist of York wants in. 
Well, I think what we need to do is um, we need to probably set up a, um, a group chat and stuff uh, post show and sort of get get some people involved and let's like find a, a venue that sort of works for both of us that's sort of mid- between the two of us and um, let's let's put a call to arms. I think what, what do we think? Let, let's start working it out now. How how we we need a um, how many players per team do we think we should be aiming for? Wouldn't we have to have a third team if this of Yorks want to come? Because they're not from York, so I mean they <laughs> they, they they can't play for you, or else. So, so, what, what, so how does that work? Yeah, well, like 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 we said, Pete, Pete's not even from Lancashire. So. Yeah, yeah but at least he lives there. Oh yeah, I guess you live there. Yes, <laughs> fucking hell, Louis. <laughs> Catch up, mate. We've 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 discussed this. Yeah, well, if, if we had it my way, if we had it our way, I'd just I'd it'd just be me versus Alex every time. Well, we can we can right. we can maybe ping that out, but okay. So, how many how many uh, players per team do we think we need? Obviously, it'll be a five round gaming system, but it'll just be. I, I think we can get far more than you could. Is my gut instinct because there's a lot of us. Yeah, but there's also there a, lot a lot of, of people there, in there, there's a lot of people over in Lancashire that you know. So, um, War, Warhammer Rob, who does the stats for Ziggy Show, he's got a gaming club. Uh, they also want in on it. We've got quite a few people. Um, uh, I don't think like we don't want to do a hundred. I think maybe, maybe sixteen aside, so thirteen, thirty-two player tournament. I think we could do that. I think we could definitely get that. I think as well with a nice sort of sixteen aside, um, it's it's manageable then to find a. We don't need to go big on venue hire or so on and so forth. So I think yeah, let's work out the format and stuff. But it'll be probably like a scratch score. Uh, sort of like golf, so like half a point for a win or something, and start, so on and so forth. So five rounds, um, but each time we'll pair into it. So okay, so we've got the format. It'll be sixteen aside. War of the Roses. We'll 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 start figuring venues out. We'll start figuring out dates and stuff, um, and uh, we'll we'll go for it. So yeah, I, I think um, it could be big. And then of course we'll then sort out a north versus south fucking matchup. That's, yes, that, not, which is which is what we're all actually. Why? Why? We just trounce them. All the best Warhammer players are from the north, and all of the like sissy soft hand ones are from the south. Okay, so like, Louis, Louis just like we're do it. Louis hasn't even like <laughs> finalized the fucking War of the Roses beef, and yeah, he's already I'm, like going to fucking smash up the summer. Like, no, 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 I'm not. Down. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's it's not worth my time. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And then after we've done North versus South, what we should probably do is like maybe we could put like some sort of English team together, and then we could go and take on other teams Um, across the world. I think that we should try. Mm, Only there was some sort of world England-based team. Yeah, I think we should try and like pull at least Yorkshire, maybe Lancashire if we don't kill each other, out of England and put the North. Ooh. Into world, oh, yeah, we, we could split Ooh. Team England in two. We could create a civil war. We could have North England. We'll let we'll, no, we'll, yeah. we'll it could be, in, North it could be England. England and Yorkshire, and we'll just we'll just sub some of you. Yeah, I, I like it. There's obviously a matter right. of culture in the okay. chat with uh, Lyndon saying uh, like a Lions tour. So I like that we could sort of do a Lions tour. Yeah. So okay. So but like we go, we, we've already thought about taking over the world. We'll narrow it back. So we we're going to look at War of the Roses. Sixteen <laughs> play, six sixteen players aside, five games over a weekend, and uh, we'll look at getting it sorted. Hull's Angels might actually not be the worst place to host it, if I'm being honest, because it's good size, it's good location. Um, the, accommod- the, the accommodation was cheap and so on. Um, and also right in the middle, is it not? 
Yeah, but it's fucking Sutton yeah, in Ashfield. Yeah, Sanctuary wouldn't be bad as well. Yeah, it's a great venue. <laughs> Shit on. So, like, I'm thinking, like, like Hull's Angels was great. Uh, and uh, I think as well, there's, there's enough in the town for us to sort of crack on with and stuff. So I will go back to the uh, the Lancashire side and we will start having conversations and stuff and uh, try and pull this together. But I think cool. it'll be really good. We'll try and get as well um, it streamed. So we'll speak to uh, Dyson Ducks uh, or yes, potentially if... Ben's just going to bail, isn't he? Well. Well, let's let's hopefully if we give them enough notice and so on but um if not uh potentially we'll um we'll figure it out we'll figure it out maybe we could launch the career of a new streamer somebody who's maybe interested in the hobby in in streaming and stuff we could launch uh, a new hobby for someone um so yeah but okay so we, we've got that we've we've got war of the roses uh penciled in as a provisional uh concept and so on um so i bring this Bring, bring the old crown yeah again. have to bring the crown for the crown right, will come fantastic. we'll we'll get a um we'll we'll look at raising some funds and we'll get a proper shield made with like where we can have the winner of each year put on yes and um, right. you know, we'll it 12 times now all right mate <laughs> <laughs> you, like, we'll pencil that in yeah you do know that if like we go like you know we've got players like okay you've got you've got toby We've got, yeah. we've got Toby. Well, we've got like Tom Wardsley. We've got, you know, we've got some good players over in the Lancashire. Tom Wardsley. I played well with Tom Wardsley. There you go. Okay, yeah. fair enough. But yeah, so, um, but what I will say is no fucking ringers. No people like, and neither of us would be up for that anyway, really, because it's like, what's the point? <laughs> Half of Lancashire's bloody ringers anyway. Well, no, you've, I suppose you've got all like the um, oh, fuck it, I'm not even giving ideas. It'll be up for you guys to sort it out. Louis, you are the uh, the captain of uh, Team gonna Yorkshire. I'm going to kill you if you name me the captain, by the way. What? Michael. Yeah, we, fortunately, Mark, even, Mark, even as Mark, not a member of you Mark's got to be in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to have one last dig in before. Yeah, okay, so Mark, Mark will captain. I will take the other. Uh, <laughs> see, yeah, yeah, here we go. Fishing rod, uh, fishing rod out, reel him in, reel him in. I'm never the captain. I'm like the the spiritual leader, like yeah. the shaman, or like the you know. I'm the one. Give me the, the chaplain. Fight. Yeah, I we'll give you. Pain, Peter Twig. Yeah, you know, you guys will have to like figure out your shirts, and you'll have to collaborate and all the rest of it. But yeah, I think I think this could be a nice little fun Grand thing. Grand Alliance Yorkshire, um, where we'll sort it out. So uh, me and Mark. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll captain the respective sides and we'll, we'll have some fun with this. So, yeah, good times. Right, let's move on quickly and uh, have a chat about new GHB. So, new GHB is incoming. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you've probably seen what's, on the, uh, what's already been released on the uh, um, Warhammer community page uh, with the sort of the focus being on Wizards. Pre-chat or pre-show... Peter, you said you might have some uh, some spicy rumours that you might be able to share with the listeners. Oh, I I don't have the uh, the the mega spice that perhaps Louis does. Although um, <laughs> uh, I, we're told from secure sources that he's not allowed to disclose the the spice. No, I'm I'm not but, even um, sure if he's allowed to acknowledge that he is a spicy owner. Perhaps you know I don't know how uh, how deep I'm, it goes. To move on. Move on, yeah. Okay, so so what what are the spicy rumors you've heard, Peter? What what was the some of the spice you've heard? We're doing wizards. That that's that's what I know. We're doing wizards. Um, lots of the battle plans are getting shaken to the core as well. So uh, there's no more 
battle plans getting redone with different names, as far as I'm aware. Like they're mostly just getting turned upside down. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see because I don't know. I can neither confirm nor deny the fate of uh, Galician veterans, right? Because that is currently propping up about half the armies in the game. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who aren't entirely familiar with it, it's the ability to to basically fight in two ranks if your base is bigger than twenty five mil. Yep. And uh, armies like Fire Slayers, Corn, Slaves of Darkness, anything on a thirty with loads of thirty twos. Currently, like it, unless you have spears as an option, is reliant on that to be able to fight in two ranks. Yep. And it's a bigger deal than it thinks because losing fifty percent of the damage on a unit that is have to take off them because they're battle line choices is huge. It's absolutely huge. I mean, I, I know my corn list will get torn to the ground if they get rid of that. Like, I'm gonna have to completely rethink it. Yeah. Um. And obviously, we'll have. With it being a new GHB, big points changes. I haven't seen any of the points changes yet. I haven't seen the. I don't know if, if you've seen something that I haven't. No. Unfortunately, not. But, no, um, no, no points changes. Uh, I haven't seen anything there. But I, I imagine it's probably going to be the usual suspects. I think uh, KO will take a bit of a hit. I think Gits will take a hit. Um, some others probably could do with I mean fucking cruel boys they might as well just point them at one point a model I think it'll still fuck them um, <laughs> I just meant uh, to give them more allegiance abilities right that's the plan yeah. for cruel boys they'll just keep doing it until your opponent can't read them all and you have to concede the game because you time out yeah I mean the the the, the rumour is that um, Auric War Clans are going to get a pretty substantial amount of um, uh, rewrites in the um, second of the um uh, Dawnbringers Crusade books. Uh, so when the big pig comes out, there's going to be quite substantial Auric War Clan rewrites in there, is what I'm hearing. Um, the first Dawnbringer book I'm hearing is uh, probably going to be the Nurgle one. So with the Harbringer, uh, I don't know if they've announced that yet, no, or not. But um, we're a couple of weeks away from from that. But yeah, but the battle plans, yes, allegedly all all brand new and stuff. I think the Fighting in two ranks. I mean, everybody says this every time there's a GHB comes out. They'll go, oh, well, maybe we'll start to see MSU units everywhere on the board. And we still fucking don't. It's still always <laughs> reinforced units because you're like, no. well, it's, you know. No. Yeah. A commander's worth more on three times as many people, isn't exactly. it? Ultimately. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, so anyone in the chat, what are you hoping for in the new GHB? I mean, personally, um, it'll be interesting to see if they keep the hero... Uh, ability as a battalion so that you can actually uh, assign your hero to not be shot off um, if they're within an inch so uh, try, trying to read Louis's face there see if I can read anything into his face there but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah this it's got hidden secrets yeah it's um, I don't know what you're on about. yeah um, all, all, all I've seen is the bloody everyone on Twitter crying about that Hawfrost spell on Warhammer community everyone's like oh <laughs> You can get ninety damage from attacks now. Oh yeah, great. There yeah, was... if it doesn't get unbound. Yeah, exactly. And if your wizard isn't shot off the table now that uh, Keita Victory's probably gone. Yeah, <laughs> this is the thing. There was the some... big... Sorry, I was going to say there's one thing I have seen that somebody shared with me before I came on air, which is um, allegedly there's a spell that will do four d six four d six mortals allegedly. Um. Which, if that's true, it's corn, isn't it, 
Right. You know what, though? The, the spell from the current spell law that we've had could do a lot more than yeah. 4d6 yeah. models no on an objective, and no one ever used it. No one ever cast it. Yeah, I agree. I've I remembered once, I think against Mark, actually. I think that was one of the few things that I did remember, possibly. Uh, but yeah, no no one ever remembers it, apart from Seraphon players. Seraphon, well, Sylvaneth yeah. players, too. They love casting right. that through trees. Like yeah. <laughs> They don't have to be, be really close to do it. Yeah. Um, I suppose the big one will be, with them putting a focus on wizards, are they going to do what they did last time when it was meant to be infantry edition, and then they release something like bounty hunters, and all the infantry have to be taken off the table because they die too quickly? Are they going to put counters in for the wizards that become too good for people to consider taking wizards? Yeah, that's that's beyond the um, the uh, one artifact that allows you to do an extra unbind, which like... Yeah, of course. You know. yeah. I mean, that, that bollocks of like, if you go second, you can... Uh, like do an extra unbind or you can um, take a command point it's like <sighs> nothing has ever hit as well with the if you go second as when you could just burn an objective so like the first ghb after you Oof, know yeah. that, that's the only time when i think i've actually gone oh maybe i need to have a think about whether i want to take this double turn or not um whereas every other time it's like oh you get your your galatian champion can do two command abilities if you go second in your turn i never fucking remember there never really is anything good enough, really, to do two anyway. Yeah, some armies like it. Like Slaves yeah. of Darkness have their own heroic actions, so they tend to do that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you think about it, usually you probably want to do your heroic action on some massive monster that needs the finest hour, or, yeah. or you need a command point on someone with 18-inch range. Yeah, so it's, it's not sort of working out and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's going, oh, Seraphon are going to get even more buffed. And it's like, Seraphon are pretty good anyway you know we don't know what the rest of the the ghb is going to look like so i think it's probably too early to sort of say no, i don't think anyone truly knows what seraphon looked like either at the no. moment because they've not really hit the scene no. you'd have thought you know how all the half the battle tactics about galician champions in this. it's safe to assume that it's going to be something similar like that for wizards heroes or what the hell are they called and and Torian yeah, yeah I, I, I call them ALs probably already or locusts yeah yeah, yeah. I'm going to show your ALs are on the objective yeah. the one thing is for certain if we have to do battle tactics for them we're going back to the days of the arcane tome kids yeah. oh yeah 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 everyone's going to be like well I need to take an, take an arcane tome it's got no wizards I need to do some battle tactics and and all you're all you're doing is either an arcane bolt or a fucking um, mystic shield. Mystic anyway. shield every turn. You mean mystic, mystic shield every turn? Yeah. <laughs> every turn. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I mean, I will I will say fair play to them. They've gone back to doing it as a twelve monthly cycle, which is great because um, this six monthly cycle. Even as someone who goes to like a fair amount of tournaments, I could if you named like ninety percent of the battle plans, I'd be like, I don't know which one that is. You know, I just can't no, get my brain into it. With 12 months, great. The downside will be is if it's a shit GHB, we're stuck with it for 12 months, mm. whether we like it or not. I, I'm a bit disappointed, really, because th what's the difference between a wizard hero and a hero? Like, it's minor. I, I think it might be a little too samey for me. Like, there's yeah. still wizards with nine or... It's still, like, all you Galician champs, some of them will be the new thing. Yeah. So, like, some lists will have the same stuff they've, they've run before, which is a bit shame. Like, they could have done, like, mounted units or 
flying units or something a bit more spicy, a bit more variation, but it just reads a bit boring. But maybe uh, it's cause maybe because they've got some I don't know some fucking endless spells or some shit. Down the line. <laughs> probably there'll probably be a massive box of endless spells that they just want to sell, which is why we're in Wizard World, which is what I'm calling entirely possible. Yeah, I mean, so I should, the, yeah. the other problem with it is is like how many armies just don't have because because it's not just wizards, right? It's wizards with like less than nine wounds. Yeah, right? exactly. Right, so that excludes a lot of armies. Like you're talking like any of the dwarves, forget it. Corn, forget it. Giants still, there's another season of giants just being worthless. If you bought Mega Gargants now, you're just weeping. You're like, oh, great. Wizards with less than the nine wounds. Awesome. Yeah, but they're not less than nine wounds. No. We're going to have a rough time. You know, there's a clause somewhere that just says, you know, a fucking tick box or some shit. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, they've got. To be fair, they've got they've got the four Dawnbringer books, so they could do a rewrite of um, you know Gargans with battle tactics because that's the issue, isn't it? Is is that they're not able to sort of take part in the battle tactics in the GHB. So if they got a rewrite, possibly. Um, the other thing as well is actually thinking about it, they can um, they could use the Regiment of Renown, so they could put the um, Gobblepalooza in uh, as a destruction army, so they could get access to some some casting there. Well, you, you, you might find fucking armies going, here's my 1,600 points of what I'm supposed to take, and then here's three allied wizards, yeah. because I need to. <laughs> yeah. Suck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm playing, I'm playing Fire Slayers, but here's my three Cities of Sigmar battle wizards, because I need to fit them in. Yeah. Just like it's going to be every, every corn list oh. now takes Bellacore just for a wizard. Yeah. Or a knight to Imagine, can you even ally in Zinch? Could you imagine putting fucking Zinch wizards into corn? Probably can't. Yeah, you, you definitely can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine how ridiculous it would be. Like uh, it, everyone probably said the same thing at the start of the last edition, though, and I thought this edition was fine. So, I just thought it was a bit vanilla. I just thought, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was a bit vanilla. I just didn't. Yeah, it didn't change things up. I think enough. they can't. Yeah. They can't push it out too much if they're going to do a twelve month season, though, right? They can't have like wacky chaos edition for twelve months. Fucking flying units, because I think that would be sick. I think half the Amazon would be <laughs> but like, like flying units or like some shit like mounted units would be fun as well. Then at least they could expand some of the fucking ranges. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's um, I think the part of the challenge with the sort of the vanilla essence of the, that and i think the thing that probably pissed me off most with the ghb was just the fact that it was six battle plans recycled and some of the uh, battle tactics recycled so it didn't feel super fresh yeah. so uh, it, yeah it was a halfway house that just didn't scratch the itch mm. for either of them um, <coughs> so I'm, I'm glad that they're doing all new battle tactics they're doing all new battle plans um yeah, I mean, yeah, we we we're all just desperate to see it now. It's one of those that the minute they announce it, we all just start thinking, "Ah, oh, I can't be bothered with this now. I just want to think about a new build. I want to know what, know what new points are." Um, I feel one of the guys in our gaming club, Tom, he's building a Seraphon army at the minute. He's like, "I feel like I shouldn't build another model or do anything at the minute until I see the new GHB because I could be building entirely the wrong build." And it's it's fair enough. We're just in limbo. Um. Although I've got a tournament this weekend that I have to play, so <laughs> I can't I can't quite sort of throw everything out at the minute. I've got to 
Uh, I'm running. So Alex has talked me into running double Mangler Squig. So I'm running the Loom Boss on Mangler Squig <laughs> and the Mangler Squig, which just absolutely. Uh, my one caveat was I'm still running a, uh, a block of 15 uh, bounders, which are definitely getting a points increase in the uh, in the next uh, section, I'd say. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be. Boing, here I go. Great. Let me roll my D6. Okay, that's four wounds. Brilliant. Cool. Okay. Uh... Destroyed Scarbrand. Who wins? <laughs> yeah. Dan, boy in the world or two bouncy dudes. Yeah. Like... <laughs> but it's it's that flip of it, though, that you you charge it into Scarbrand. It's like, okay, cool. I roll one dice on a four up. It's a mortal wound. But if I put it into a unit of 20 zombies, I can roll 20, you know, 10 dice because it's is capped but yeah but i think um we'll, we'll we'll sort of see what the new ghb does and um i'll probably do uh, at the point at which it comes out i'll probably do a show uh just to talk it through and uh, get people's views on it and stuff but yeah it's um i don't know i'm, I'm excited for a new edition um there's going to be a lot of change though because there'll be new ghb four four campaign books which will change rules and then i guess it'll just settle the fuck down until we see fourth edition next summer when was the last time they had a campaign book? Was that the Incarnate? Yeah, the Thunder, yeah. yeah. Thunder, uh, yeah. Not, if it's the same again, they're not going to make them tournament legal. No, this is, the, the, these are going to be more like Broken Realms. So this is going to lead us into oh, no. the new edition, we, but earlier. We were, so, we were so good for not needing extra books, and now we're going back. <laughs> hey, I'm with Louie, 100%. I don't want any more book bloat than we have to have. <laughs> Here's my book on my phone, and now it's going to be here's my GHB. Here's four little tiny books that are thirty quid a piece. Oh, good! I've got one hundred and fifty quid um, books to play, and I don't even need these free, but I brought them because the packs are have to. I, I the the one thing I think, that, and this is probably, and again, I'm sort of speculating, but I think this is why they're doing them so much sooner than they did last time because broken realms sort of started i think around christmasy time and led into the new edition as that sort of six month lead up it feels as if they're doing the books sooner this time so you almost get like eight months to play out of them as opposed to like two months with the with the latter ones so um but yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't even thought of the the extra bloat and i mean i don't does anyone carry their book to a tournament surely it's you Put the code I, into I, the app. I take my battle term in case someone asks me, but that's right. it. Yeah. It stays in the bag. Yeah. Wahapedia. Wahapedia dot R U. Thank yeah. the Russians yeah. for uh, keeping the rules up to date. But um, yeah. probably, probably don't so devil's bargain that we all take. Yeah. I just kinda hope we, we have a GHB where people use all of it. Because not being funny out of this last GHB, I don't think anyone ever cast the realm spell on me. I don't think anyone once used the realm command in my games. Oh, and fucking I never it's played great as well. Anyone which, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's yeah. It's not on occasion. It's really good. Yeah. Um. I don't think I ever saw someone use sharpshooters against me. I know there are lists out there that do, but I never ran into it. And I've played a fair few events in this GHB. It's just like it seems like the only thing people did was put their heroes within one inches to stop them being shot. Yeah. And then, like, how often did anyone ever use strike at the opening? Either of you ever done it? Because I've done it maybe once. Is that is that the hero face fight? That's the that's that's the fight the start of the hero phase for a heroic action, yeah. Mate, you know I played eleven Grimrath Berserkers and that was Oh right, no, this this man knows all about all right, you love heroic actions. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> great for me. All right. <laughs> all right, sure. Pop anyway. But I mean on average, yeah. I, I think most of the GHB wasn't getting used. No. I, I don't know if you guys agree. You can weigh in on that. I, I took but... I took sharpshooters in a couple of lists, um uh and I 
never once used the realm command, even though I was like, oh, if I don't do this, then I must remember not pile in, I'll get that. As I say, I think I cast the realm spell maybe twice total. Um, and that's only because I had a little token. So occasionally I'd look for some dice in my dice tray and I was like, oh, that little fucking spell. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that one. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, no. To remind my opponent that because they went second and they just did it, tried to do get a command point on their little foot hero that they could do a second heroic action as well was insane. Yeah. How often did it actually do anything though? Because it was like, if it's battle, your first turn and you make a CP, you don't want to heal, you don't want to declare finest hours. Like, if you're not in combat, there's actually nothing to do. They, again, it relies on the book. So occasionally I might be like, okay, I'll do a rally. You know, as a, as the heroic action for Gits, so it's very right. specific to Gits. So I'll I'll do a rally there, and I'll do a, a, a command point and stuff. But um, yeah, it's just like you say, half of it was just wasted um, as a GHB and stuff, and some of the missions were just not great either. And half the um, battle tactics, it was mainly the ones from the GHB before that I was using. So desecrate, um, kill yeah, someone with my general and stuff. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, no, and book tactics. Now, right. Yeah, book, book tactics are just. Now that everyone's got a red book, with the exception of flesh eater courts. Yeah. Um, and cities. Yeah, we're we're but, all yeah. just doing book tactics now. You, you're not seeing many out of the out of the main GHB. Which I, I'm not sure how to feel about that. But um, yeah, that this GHB, for all of it, has just been a continuation of one. I think we are all ready for a change. It's just how big is that change going to be? And is it going to be worthwhile? Yeah. I mean, it's there's definitely. Um, people who've stopped playing as much because they're like, oh, I can't be bothered. You know, I'm not loving it. I think I've got a bit burnt out just because, again, I've not really connected with it as much. So I'm just a bit like, meh, you know. Um, yeah, AOS is, an, is meant to be an exciting game, right? Again, it's, it's the silly rules that get me in. It's, it's, it's your endless spells. It's your five-up kill model immediately. It's your eidolon of the of the sea casting infinite spells right it's this kind of silly stuff that brings you in and it just seems that the match play has is, is gotten quite tame yeah i don't I'd have to agree with that yeah twiggy you're so young and jaded you you wait till you're an old vet you just wait mate <laughs> i wish i could see the game through your eyes again you reckon oh, oh how good it would be bless you I think the, the the GHB for me was the um, was the Monster Hunters one. That was the one where it was like it felt that fresh. Was it was like it was fun. It was exciting. It was like fucking you know you could go for broke like right fuck it I'm going to kill this monster I'm going to take it down it's an extra point I can swing it back and you know people someone was saying to me in the chat the other day it was like oh yeah but then if you didn't have monsters and it's like yeah but if you killed the other person's fucking monsters you scored the extra points as well so that was yeah, yeah. that I was the one. I think that was my favourite of the new ones. As well. Yeah, it was just the most different. Like everyone, no one brought the monsters before because they were worth like one on a point, and you were like, "Oh, it's monsters, fucking cool!" They don't yeah. fucking do out. They let everyone bring all their cool, fancy toys out. It also made the armies a lot more varied than they are now. Like all the lists from that edition, I don't see anymore. No one plays them anymore, with the exception of like um, ogres because they just played the same shit regardless. But like. You don't see any of the monster builds from people anymore. I don't think. Like, you know, the, the, when was the last time you saw a magma drop on the table, Pete? Uh, last time uh, I played it you. It was playing against... Yeah, again, and for me as well, it was playing against you is the last time I saw a magma drop. <laughs> no, really what we're saying is, 
that was the last time I was any good when I was playing the overpowered stuff. But the, mag- the map, yeah, Magma Magma wasn't even that wasn't even though the uh, the addition with monsters in that was just you taking a crazy Magma Droth list. Oh, yeah. it, it was a lot worse in the monster list when you took. I think that was thumbs that up. was when you could take them as bounty hunters, right? Yeah. In, um, in Lothnir. Yeah, <laughs> but bounty hunter Magma Droths were, were maybe, pretty maybe, decent. Maybe I'll just take an encounter and some Magma Droths to the next tournament and be like, I'm just playing two editions ago and two. <laughs> you should do it. Yeah, you should time capsule army where it's like the meta from three editions ago. Do, do you think we're going to get any more encounters? Or do you think that's going to be it? Well, they've done their. No, this one kind of shit. Let's just leave this here. It's, it'll be an interesting one, isn't it? Because again, you would imagine that they would stick one out as part of the Dawnbringers thing. That it'll be another, you know. Yeah. We're, we're still in Gur. Yeah, we're still in Gur. I mean, they could do an ice elemental one as part of this this bit and stuff. But I, I, I genuinely thought when they brought that one out, I thought, okay, give it another sort of three months. They'll stick another one out or six yeah, months, and you, you'd see another one. Um, they, but again, it was such an odd thing. They they sort of did it. It was like, okay, here's a here's a support monster for everyone, so that they can have a monster in their army. But now we're gonna mm. now we're gonna take out the usefulness of monsters and maybe they'll be four, and maybe they will, this will be the ice one. The one we've had will be the earth one, and then we'll get a fire and a you know air one. Possibly. And then then they, that's very full circle, isn't it? That's a very yeah. GW thing to have on the display, like spinning display board. But, but but equally, you think, oh, okay, they'll do like um, endless spells for every army because it's an easy way to spell. And fucking Oryx got nothing. You know why couldn't we have a giant fist of Gork or a you know a foot of you know? Yeah, get get yeah. a big fist of. I'm down for that. Yeah, maybe some kind of big fist based thing. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but but it, it it was just odd that. They, they just have these random bits where every now and again they'll say, by the way, you're not getting any War Scroll cards or you're not getting any dice or you're not getting any Endless Spells. Um, you know, do they, do they even sell the box with the generic Endless Spells in anymore? Is that they st- do, yeah. Yeah, they, they do, okay. Do. Right. Yeah, like 60, 70 quid in it. It's yeah. a lot of money. For a I remember having to buy the... Uh, the what's the what was the second wave of Endless Spells with the Bleed oh, Bridge in it? Awesome. I, I need... Yeah, I, I needed the bridge for a Slaves of Darkness list, so I had to go buy the spells separate. That was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've still got Bailwind Vortex kicking around somewhere that's <laughs> fucking next to useless. Hey, did you ever play when Bailwind Vortex was back? Because that was fucking AIDS. Can I mean, you remember uh, like Croknado just going... Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I got the tail end Slon of that. Nado. Yeah. I played Slonnado. I didn't play Croknado, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware of it. I mean, that was a crutch for some fucking armies, wasn't it? It was literally having this stupid Yeah, it's. I mean, it, like, it sounds like we're really bitter and down on the game, but we obviously we all we love the game elements because we all play so many bloody tournaments and it pulls people together. I think we just want to we just want it to be great. I think so that we can feel enfused about it and get just, more people into yeah. it. Yeah, just want to take. I, I want them to take some risks. Like I said, and I'm not saying do the flying meta that Louis is on about because <laughs> that'd be carnage. No, it would be fucking sick. Take, take, take some risks. Wizards was so safe. Yeah. Like, did you say we're still in Gur? Is Antgor still in Gur? Is that yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sick of Gur. I'm gonna migrate. I've had enough. <laughs> take me somewhere else. I want off. 
I mean, if you read the um, the the narrative bit, as I do, because I'm a narrative gamer, uh, the narrative bit about the ice thing, they're like, oh, you know, there's there's ice flows collapsing and so on. I was like, there's going to be battle plans where you can burn, take an objective off the table because it's narrative. Mm. Um, you know, they they fucking love that, but it's because it was a great mechanism when they did it that time as the second turn. You know. Just yeah, like you say, take some risks. I'll, I'll, I'll when I'm playing against the, uh, the the studio on Saturday, and I've had a few beers because I haven't had a drink for two weeks because of the bloody it, tooth pain. Yeah, when I'll be like, lads, fuck it, take some risks. Come on, get a get a battle scroll update out. Give give fly keyword to loads of shit, and let's just fucking go nuts, lads. Come on, yes, come so, on. So think, uh, of how, think of how narrative this objectives on the board only flying things can control in the air. Yeah, there you go. Right, you can take a heroic right. action to gain fly. You don't hit me up on Twitter if you want to hire me. <laughs> a nominal fee, but my ideas can be yours for a, for a, a fee. And they I, did. I, um, I don't know whether you saw it, like when they did the uh, one of the FOMO boxes, and I think it was maybe Zinch against Ko, maybe, or they did like a, a, a part of the book that they always do that no one ever fucking reads in the FOMO boxes. They did a flying sort of. Uh, battles and stuff and battle plans and stuff uh, within that book um i mean there, there you go there's loads of fucking battle plans that never ever get used all of the ones in the fucking army books mark's got a good point imagine imagine the the percentage increase on the people casting levitate in the flying edition yeah uh, yeah to be fair to guys be fair. i'm here all week yeah. <laughs> give me give me ethereal flying stone horns again I don't want any more ethereal anymore. I don't want yeah. people painting any more ghost armies. I don't want that excuse uh, anymore. Here is uh, my ghost army with three layers of contrast paint. I've had enough. Paint your uh, armies. Uh, at some point, you will make Stonecast army. You're still new in the hobby. Yeah. You will. You will. Do, <laughs> you will I have Stonecast. I painted silver, the Hallowed Knights, before no. Gardas existed. All right? well, it's not, it's not Stonecast. Point. Where the competitive nature inside of you rumbles, and you're like, "Oh, I've got an event in two months. Oh, this new book just came out. I know it's going to be mint. Oh, but I can't paint in town." And you go, "I know. YouTube, how to paint? <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be smoke, stone, ghost, or like shadow, lava. shadow, yeah, shadows. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, what's that like? Uh, like <laughs> LA noir, like black and white, grayscale. People like that yeah. as well." For Christmas, you'll get an airbrush and you'll go, oh, I don't know what to do with it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, was... Oh, never. Not I'll... me. I'll just slap, slap shop if I'm going to do that. I've done it. I've slap chopped a 2K army in a week. And I, I swear I could like see the layers of grey and white forming in my sleep after painting for that many hours in a day. Just just, just painting the same three coats of paint over my models over and over and over again. It drove me insane, but I did get the army ready. Con considering that I absolutely fucking hate building models and painting, I swap my armies fucking far too often and, uh, yeah, slap the shit out of them. I mean, my KO is literally all um, lead belcher undercoat and then just some, some bronze and yeah, gold in nice. places, like, done. Fuck it. Oh, a bit of red. Love a bit of red. My storm cast is literally all lead belcher. Lo love a bit of red. Stick a little bit of red here. Three colours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, not, with a nice um, nice uh, base, though, on them. You know, not, like like to use some texture paint. Every man's Admech army. It's yeah. just lead, lead belcher, null oil, and a bit of red. 
Yeah, jobs are good. Right, well, we're, we're coming towards the end of the show. Um, this is the bit where I say if the chat has any questions for our guests, now's the time to ask them. Uh, so throw them in the chat. Um, not, I, not me. I don't answer questions. You don't answer questions. I mean, literally, you've, that's all you've done this show is answer questions. So, yeah, throw, throw some uh, check questions in the chat if you if you want to. Um, I will thank uh, everybody for joining us this evening. Um, hopefully it's been an uh, entertaining show. And uh, thank you, Peter, for joining us at last minute. Um, I might never ask Nick to be on the show now because that's twice he's fucking let me down. Both times uh, it's because he can't figure out when he's supposed to have birthdays uh, for his kids or for himself. So um, might, he might never get on the show. Moral of the story, no. don't have kids or wives. And yeah. Then we'll be yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, uh, so uh, Mark has asked in the chat to all panelists, who is your favourite member of GAF? So, um, can I go last? Uh, yeah, you can go last. So, um, Louis, you go first. All right, me. Next. Next, okay. Peter, who's your favourite member of GAF? Uh, it's it. definitely John. John wow. Coe, who plays Kea. He's a lovely guy. John you've, never been, you've never been strong-armed into a draw by him, have you? <laughs> no, he's tried. <laughs> But, I, he sounds nah, awful. I, John, he's, he's a brilliant, I, I always he's a forget player. John's a member of your team because he's just too nice. Um, I've I've played John. I played him when he was playing his Nurgle, um, and uh, he got to see the joy of a fully buffed up um, mega boss with Destroyer just hacking through and lifting his um, seven hundred point uh, whatever the fuck it's called these days, um, seven hundred point Nurgle hero. The big, yeah. Big yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So, um, and who's my favourite member of Gaff? I don't know. You all look alike. Um, you're all the same to me. We're all better than you at Warhammer as well, importantly. Uh, I've beat. <laughs> I, no, I, I've beat John. So I've beat John in in, in the Gaff team. I have lost yeah. to you. I have lost to Toby. So I I'm, lost in the, to I'm in the main ones. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else? I, I, yeah. We're all the main ones. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, to having uh, Lyndon on the show. I've got him and uh, Adam Kunis are going to be talking hobby. Um, I th- I'll have to figure out a way of um, showcasing their um, their uh, models yeah. and stuff. Lyndon, Lyndon's a, spe- a spectacular modeler. Yeah, like uh, and hobbyist. Yeah, the, the the best of us by well, the best the best of us by country mile because uh, Mark as well is pretty good as well. But a lot of us did were just like. Oh yeah, I've barely painted this yeah. just so I can play the event. And Lindsay going, "Oh yeah, I spent eight hundred hours on this army." I played against Lindsay's Slaves of Darkness, and I was like, I felt bad making him take it off. Like it looked that nice, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, you should have got him. Um, do you know who else is absolutely mint? What's his name? Hugh. Hugh's Hugh's, Hugh's fucking great. Hugh. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Hugh's fucking awesome. As well. Yeah, I love I love Hugh's stuff. He's uh, and he paints a different Seraphon army for every. Yeah, he's, he's a crazy man. He's a crazy man. Yeah, um, his his stuff's great. Do you know what? It's it's one side of the hobby that I'd love to be better at, but A, I don't have the brush control, and B, I don't have the patience um, to sort of sit there. So I'm hoping that I can learn some stuff from uh, from Lyndon and Adam on uh, how to how to get better at painting. I'm. This is how bad it is. Alex is making me take his army at the weekend so that we don't lose any points for paint score because everyone else is a great painter in our team. Um, so I'm being my army's going to look great, and when I win my golden ticket for the fucking best painted army at Warhammer World, am I fuck admitting it's Alex's army? No, I would. Um, I would absolutely say it's Alex's. So yeah. Um, so next week on the show, uh, 
actually, sorry, before I before I say what's on the show next week, um, are there any shout outs you'd like to do, lads? Anything you'd like to promote? Yeah. Yes, I have been instructed by Lyndon to shout out the Gaff Jamboree, which I'm frantically... It is on the 21st and 22nd of October. If you have ever been a Bobo enjoyer or enjoy, you know, general shenanigans or not taking things, you know, too seriously and you like prizes and mini games and laughing and you, you don't hate Hull, you should definitely come on the 21st and 22nd of October because we we got a lot of you know bobos were like our intro to the tournament scene and going to the bobo at the engine shed as one of our first tournaments was like one of the best events we've ever been to we we take the spirit of all the games and stuff from that and we we put our own spin on it but it's a it's a pretty good event it's a it's a nice party atmosphere you've both been you both enjoyed it yeah, I haven't. I haven't been to the Gaff Jamboree, but I have a ticket for this October. I've, I, I bought. I think I've I bought been, my ticket I've as been, soon as it was one. on. I think as soon as they went on sale, I, I bought a ticket, so I will be there. Um, I Wait. am looking forward to that. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, so yeah, go find Lyndon on Twitter or pay to his PayPal, which I have the details for. But there's only I'm not going to read them out. So just just find one of us on Twitter and ask us about it. Yeah, um, if if Lyndon, if you um, if you posted up uh, a link to it, I'll I'll do a retweet after the show as well, so that people can find it. Um, you do get to see some of the most some of the most well known and famous Twitter personalities in AOS as well. If you come yeah. to the jungle, I will say it's <laughs> it's uh, it's on the twenty first, twenty second, so it's like nine days after my birthday. So I'll call that my birthday party because I'll be busy before then. So there we go. Come and celebrate a Warhammer birthday with me. Hmm. I like nice. that. What? Yeah. Forty-two. I'll shout out. Yeah, get yourself down to Jamboree if you if you can. That, I, I went last year. It was it was really good. It was very very friendly. But I'll just shout out the Fist of York stuff. So go find Fist of York on Twitter. Go find us on YouTube and Instagram because we're we're going to be dropping videos soon. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you don't like Louis, probably don't watch because he ended up being in both of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and, and if you. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't like Gaff and you don't like Louie, unfortunately, it's not for you because they managed to worm their way into these things. Just shout out the Fist of York boys. And uh, oh, go down to Mark's um, Slaughter of the Sun event as well because I need, I need more people to murder lust into. Get yourselves in. And which, Mark's event could potentially be the first event with the new GHB, depending on when it drops and so on. So, Or one of the first uh, with the new GHB. So, yeah. Definitely get yourself along to that. Really? I'm so quickly as well. They're usually packed as well when it's the first or second week of the yeah. gym. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what, Pete? Twiggy, I'd also like to thank our gracious host because I bet no one's done that before. No, they haven't. <laughs> oh, such a suck up. Love it. What a great. What yeah, a great that's, that's nice. That's that's very off theme for you, Louis. But, but yeah, it's, thanks. You have a great host. I, it's mainly because we have a symbiotic relationship. I think you might end up having all of Gaff on over the. <laughs> hey, you bring in the viewers. You. you bring in the yeah. viewers. Yeah. You know, it, we just turn up to watch ourselves. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I'll, I'll have to start doing like fucking um, uh, gaff only streams for you guys or something. <laughs> Patreon, like the gaff yeah. tier of Patreon. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, thank thank you both for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Again, sort of without guests, it's just me rambling on for uh, two hours, which is. Uh, uh, nobody's idea of fun. Um, my guests next week will be my team from the weekend. Uh, so it will be uh, Alex Jones. So that'll be carnage in itself. Uh, Johnny uh, from the Bucks Wargamers and Darren from the Bucks Wargamers. They'll all be joining me and we'll be talking about um, the madness of teams at the weekend. Honestly, I hope that we get to play someone that's super triggered by the fact that they're like, right, we've got our pairings, we've got our laptop, we've got this, we've worked it out. And we're like... And number four, and we place down a card and they're like, what the fuck? And we're like, the bingo machine, at which point we're also then like pissed. We've drank all the tequila we've smuggled into Bokemans and all the rest of this shit. So, yeah, that's going to be fun, um, hopefully. Um, although, obviously, uh, you never know. So, yes, uh, we'll be here next week, uh, Tuesday, 8 till 10. Uh, coming up later on after those points, we've also got people like Lyndon and Adam who I spoke about Um at one point, I think we might be doing a, a, an adjacent show. We're going to talk about um, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. So one of the other things that I do and sort of how you can get involved if you want to do some a bit of fantasy roleplay, which is uh, quite good and stuff. Um, but yeah, if anyone's um, got any topics for the show they'd like me to cover, drop me a, a message on Twitter. It's at AOS underscore Pete. Uh, thanks to all my subscribers. And that's us for this evening. So thanks very much. Um, I'll put this show out as a podcast in due time. Uh, and when Mark obviously wins his first 5-0, he will get to go on the stream and we will do a full deep dive into that. So book that one in for 2026. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, so don't hold your breath. It might, it might be sooner than you think, to be fair. He's on a proper roll at the moment. So. Yeah, yeah. He might he might get to play loads of people who've got a massive tooth infection and are drugged up and uh, get to five games. <laughs> you know. I've never seen anyone beaten so hard that they've had to leave after the first round. The whole team had to leave after the first round, you know. It wasn't the whole team. It wasn't the whole team. Yeah, okay. Tom Sorry. stayed. Tom stayed. Yeah. Tom stayed. So, yeah. Right. Good evening, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, and we'll see you next week.